G'day and welcome to On The Esky Boys Rugby League, <laughs> round six. Every team has a loss, but not every team has a win. Poor West Tigers. Bit of over-officiating, sin-bid madness, some might say. We'll discuss that. The AFL, nah, 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 nah. Blues still undefeated, <laughs> as are the high-flying Saints. Uh, not as good news for our Delhi Capitals over there in the IPL. We'll talk a bit of mm. cricket. NBA. Reasonable NBA segment today. The playoff picture is set. The play-ins, high pressure for a few teams this week. Uh, and some tanking. Uh, Dallas Mavs in question there. The APL is back. Uh, Arsenal dropped two points against Liverpool. Uh, well, they come away with a draw against Liverpool, dropping two points in their title race, plus a huge final round, UFC 287. And new, you might have heard of him again. Um, he's back again, Israel Arasanya, uh, massive, massive win over uh, Alex Pereira. A little bit of NFL news and the Masters, uh, the first golf major of the year with John Rambo Ram. Ram and Coke getting it done over there in the Masters. Uh, please remember we have timestamps. You can skip to the sports that you like or just listen to the whole damn thing. Subscribe on YouTube. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook and the like. We like to start off the show by shouting a beer. Sean on my left. Bit of a niche sport here. Yes. Uh, I, I enjoy doing it, going <laughs> and finding the sports niche you, for us, yeah. That, yeah, that you guys uh, don't prefer me talking about. But I'm going to talk about some <laughs> ice hockey uh, and I want to shout a beer out to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, they have made it into the playoffs, the Stanley Cup, uh, mm. in their second season, So, which is also further impressive because they got the spoon last year. They finished dead last. I think they only won 20-odd games uh, in total from, you know, the 90,000 that they play in, <laughs> in a season. I think uh, it's the same as the NBA, isn't yeah, it? Is it 80-odd? Yeah, it's 80-odd. <laughs> 90,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty. There or thereabouts. Um, Round up. <laughs> but yeah, impressive kind of turnaround uh, to make it into their first final in their second season. Uh, that I think is pretty impressive and deservant of a beer this week. Uh, as the Stanley Cup kicks off, uh, I think Avalanche will probably be up there as uh, favourites. Um, that's, who's, of course. that's who the Kraken have as well. Yeah. So, so good luck to them. <laughs> yes. Excellent name, the Kraken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I kind of had a bit of PTSD each time I hear that yes. from the <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some dark, rum. yeah, spicy rum. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people uh, listening may have uh, encountered the Kraken yes. at about 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> on a Saturday night. It's, uh, it's one that always seems like a good idea at the time. But yeah, we might cover some of the the Stanley Cup playoffs as we get deeper and toward more towards the end, and uh, you know who's a, who's a winner probably in our shout out beer segments. Obviously, probably as, from me. astute observers of uh, the game that is ice hockey yes. can probably name 200, 300 players off the cuff right now. Yeah, yes, yes, uh, very right casual, <laughs> very casual. Yeah, I just like the Wikipedia is that rather than the- <laughs> good luck pronouncing some of those. Names. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe, uh, maybe every second one. I'll, uh, I'll shout a beer. Tiger Woods, you might have heard of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's mm-hmm. made 23 Masters cuts in a row. He was walking around like the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. Uh, he needed some grease uh, in his joints or, uh, I don't know, brain or whatever he was looking for. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not Tiger Woods. That is the Tin Man. The tin Man, yes. Yeah, we're, we're on the same page here. Uh, so Tiger... He, he made the cut. He had to withdraw because his plantar fasciitis was playing up this time uh, after coming back from that horrific car accident uh, with, you know, broken legs and the history of a, of a bad back. And now he's got a, a, a quite a painful condition in plantar fasciitis uh, in the heel playing up. 
no bother for Tiger. Goes out and does what he does, makes the cut at the Masters and uh, and finishes ahead of guys like Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau, Rory McIlroy, yeah, yeah. all younger than than uh, than Tiger. So I'll be shouting Tiger a beer. Was it the last time that we've seen him at the Masters? No, I don't think so. Was it the last mm. time we may have seen him for a year or two if he's going to try and get on top of his body and his health? Possibly. Time will tell uh, and we will discuss the Masters in our final round. Uh, shout out to John Rahm, the Spanish bull, getting uh, getting the job done there at Augusta National. Mugs? Very good. Yes. Uh, yeah, this week I'm going to shout Jared Croker a beer, uh, making his return back to first grade footy, um, back to NRL. Hasn't played uh, for the Raiders since round nine last season. Mm. Uh, been marred by a few injuries here or there over yeah, the last couple of years. Knees a lot. Yeah, and, that's it. And admitted in the end, really, from because of said yeah. um, you know issues with body. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, I, I know I definitely got stuck into him for his performance, <laughs> but it, it's also hard not knowing the full uh, injury report um, in his rap sheet. And yeah, he was basically uh, mostly tape and um, painkillers probably to play some of those together. games. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, great to see him return, turn a footy. Uh, really helped the Raiders get their season back on on the right line with their win over the Broncos this week. Uh, and yeah, hopefully he stays in the squad. Moving forward as well, he's about seven games away from his 300th game. So I was going to ask not, you how far he's. Was yeah. he in the 290s? Yeah, yeah. So might be shouting him another beer in a, probably two months' time. Yeah. And I had a quick check to see he, where he was on the total point scorers because mm. I knew he was on that chase. He's still third, mm. about 150-odd away from Al Masri in second. Um, so it would be tough, tough to get there. Cameron Smith is in a further, say, 500 away. So you think Cam it will be safe for <laughs> for the foreseeable future because, yep. you know, an 18-year long, eighteen year career uh, is pretty bloody long. Adam Reynolds is That's pretty it. high up there at 2,000. Yeah, isn't he? Um, yeah. Ren diggity. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. What Croker could do is if he, if he manages to cement a place for, you know, uh, the coming rounds is hit, hit that 300 game mark, and yeah, uh, yeah. and I think he's second only behind uh, his relative in in Jason Croker. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, right, yeah. Which leads us into our yeah. round six. No, it doesn't. It no. really mop. Leads us into <laughs> mop. My apologies. Yeah, uh, we're keeping on we're, theme. With well, the we mop. did it last week, so we're, we're going to give another mop, double mop, <laughs> yeah. mop it up. No, they've gone mop free for a while, so they, we might as well. Uh, you know, bag on them while we can. <laughs> They've got some catching up to do. The yeah. West Tigers, this feels extra mean, really, you know, sticking the knife in after yeah. a, a very disappointing finish to their game today. Mm -hmm. But uh, this commemorative jersey uh, for Anzac yes. Day, it's pretty mop-worthy. Sean, you got the story? Yes, well, you know, they announced it for pre-order during the week. Uh, then eagle-eyed viewers, probably because everyone's on the Tigers at the moment, like everything they do is, <laughs> uh, you know, bad. And they're looking under the microscope. Yeah, right? under the microscope, definitely. They're looking for looking for stuff. And then they quickly realise that, hey, those, those guys um, – you know, the silhouette they've used on the bottom of the jersey is actually of American soldiers of the Yanks and not actually Australians or, or not even Kiwis, like not even um, uh, troops from, you know, to represent Anzacs. Mm. Uh, there was some some uh, words, uh, you know, flying around on social media about they didn't use, you know, Anzac to skip around licensing rules, um, you know, fees and things like that. All I can find is basically for if 
through the Department of Veteran Affairs, you have to actually contact them and the minister has, has to give approval to use the word ANZAC in any sale of uh, goods, like this is a jersey, um, but it doesn't seem like they've skipped any like fees or they'd keep anything mm. by calling it a, a commemorative jersey. Um, but you know the NRL likes to pump out different sorts of jerseys throughout the year to get, oh. get the, they get the yeah, cash on. Why not, why not? Um, so, yeah, they then followed that by putting Bateman, who's an Englishman, <laughs> yes. uh, as yeah, their not, <laughs> not in uh, the ANZAC uh, yeah. acronym, if yes. you mind. Not, not Australian or New Zealand. English is any good. Backed, <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, Pommy um, to, 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 to model the, the jersey, to take photos for it. And um, then Clemmer got grilled as well over it. Yeah. So why are players getting thrown out there to... Again, because Tigers, you know, that's where they're at the moment. They haven't won a game. Push them under the bus. Yeah. They're, they're, Two new recruits, no less. Yeah. The, the the media is definitely getting stuck into them. I love Bateman's comment on his socials um, was because I'm the good-looking one, so... Debatable. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that was his response to it. Um, and then it came out during the week as well. The Raiders did it last year and no one cared. So it kind of just, I guess, shows where... Uh, the Tigers are at the moment where the dinosaurs are going after them, you know, wanting Sheens' head probably at this point mm. uh, with another loss under the belt. Oh, and six. Um, that, yeah, they're, kinda, they're really atta- attacking the Tigers from everywhere. Um, they, they're, nothing's going right. Um, we'll talk about Adam Dewey in a minute. Possible third ACL for him and, you know, they're, they're banged up and uh, not going anywhere fast. So, yeah. I think part of it also is just the lack of effort that the uh, marketing teams have gone into. Oh, yeah, they've, they've just gone like bro, stock they've, photo, they've just chosen the first photo and, and just run with it. Like, yeah. That is assignment yeah. due at 11.59 <laughs> and starting at 11.46. It's the $5 fiver. Getting, the, getting yeah. the dude to, <laughs> to, to, to jump on and uh, knock you up a jersey. That yeah. is the due date is the due, the due date from the, the Tigers team there. I'm looking at this Raiders jersey here. So what's the problem? The silhouette there doesn't depict Anzacs and they've – Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's another Yank soldier. Like and they've told that because it's, it's not much in that silhouette. They've no, been able no. to tell that from the helmet, haven't they? Yeah, well, by the gear the and then outline. they've been able to find the stock photo, et cetera. And, mm. uh, so the Raiders yeah. flying under the radar there. So, so then but that the was t- last year's, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was, was last, last year. year yeah. So the Tigers have now, of course, gone back, redesigned and re-released it with New Jersey and it's very clearly that they've got an Anzac um, on there as the silhouette for the bottom of the jersey. What about just Anzac Bickies? You know, you could have the, the, the silhouette on there, you know, <laughs> well, a few, a few good Anzac Bickies the, this time of the year. I think in the past they've done a bunch of poppies as well. Like it's yeah. very yeah. hard to fuck up poppies. That's so. big in the AFL as well. Yeah. 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 So there's some great – actually – some good AFL um, mm-hmm. yeah. Anzac uh, jerseys. Yeah, look, if the Tigers uh, from the on-field performances, if this wasn't enough, uh, yeah, the media and uh, pseudo media like ourselves uh, jumping on it, it was it was laughable, really. Yeah, wasn't yeah it? It, was it was more so the response. Like, yeah, like the old <laughs> copy paste was pretty silly, but throwing players under the bus, having them to go out, yeah, well, and yeah, yeah. face the media again because after not last week, which was essentially at the, the CEO of the Tigers, you know, mm. he was all in, in the news. And then this happens and they make the players front the media, not him. Mm. And then he mm. came out, I think, like a day or two later after, you know, it was like, where where are you at? And he was basically just – his main quotes were, fuck off, leave us alone, we're the Tigers. In verbatim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a quick summary there, but yeah. Allegedly. That's <laughs> essentially what I was telling him. It was like, get off, you know, leave us alone and get off our backs kind of thing. But – um, it was shit on a Tigers week and, you know, not winning football games uh, makes mm. it very easy to be uh, shat on because, you know, it flows down the ladder. Of the shit flows down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, plumbing 101 here mm-hmm. on the Esky. Shit does float downhill. Uh, Tigers, we'll talk about them when we come to Rugby League. Uh, there was also a comment uh, I think we covered last week from Tim Machines. Hopefully we beat do the bye. bye. <laughs> they do have the bye. Rest and recuperate and then uh, we'll, we'll have a chat uh, as to where they can maybe get their first win. Which leads That's us it. into our round six NRL wrap. <laughs> Pretty reasonable week of rugby league football outside of maybe some over-officiating. Uh, Monks, did mm-hmm. you get a tally on the amount of sim bins or are you still working on that? Uh, no, it's going to be pushing it. double digits. No. Uh, it was less than we thought. It was uh, six. Six. Yep. Six. Not quite double digits. No, but there was a few games we've – well, there was one, one big game, uh, mm. Cowboys-Dolphins, where they had three. Um, yeah, but didn't the Broncos-Raiders game have three and then the Dragons game have one? Sin binnings? Yes. I think you missed one there. I thought <laughs> – <laughs> We were talking to use a spreadsheet. No. Mr. Accountant. What, how many was in the Broncos-Raiders game? There was no sin binnings in the Broncos-Raiders game. Allegedly. You watched this game, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I swear there was. I swear there was several. I'm going to chat our research. Like, I'm going to trust our research man down here. Maybe, maybe I'm just confusing games. I'm getting old, so. I'm reading this. I am reading this, right? <clears throat> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, maybe I've confused games. <laughs> going back through our chat. Maybe I was watching a Dolphins game. This just shows how much of a Brisbane fan I am. I switch sides. <laughs> get the hat. Get on the hat. Get the hat. Get the pizza. Hey, get it. <laughs> They're back, baby. Here we go. The hat's, uh, the hat's coming in. Fins up. Fins up. Maybe. Fins up. All right. Before we, we get to your, your third team that you've supported in the, in the, in the <laughs> let's talk about the Storm and the Chooks on mm-hmm. Thursday night down there at Amy Park. Uh, there was some question marks a few weeks ago around the Melbourne Storm. How they passed it is, uh, you know, losing half their forward pack to the, uh, the Wayne Bennett-led Dolphins going to hurt them. Turns out when Cam Munster plays, uh, they're pretty fucking good. Yeah, Cam that- Munster good at football? Shock. <laughs> mm, mm. Uh, three in a row, uh, Chooks and Souths are after sort of scraping past the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Cam Munster, absolute clinic. Try, two try assists, close to 200 metres running the ball, eight tackle bus and a hat-trick for Xavier Coates. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tell you uh, who the best nine is, hands down, in the NRL these days. Harry Graham. Harry Graham, yeah. There's no arguing. Chook's probably reeling a little bit from this. Uh, probably didn't expect to get, you know, uh, beaten so handedly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so. And, um, yes, uh, Storm at home uh, maybe adds a little bit into into that. Um, and I think there was some chat about uh, some of the tactics that Bellamy had used, you know, going a bit more wider uh, through the Chooks instead of trying to go through the middle of them. Um, but, you know, he's a master coach. He's going to get these boys ready. Uh, for that and mm. yeah, I think um, I just wanted to check: Did Hughes play in this, or is he back next week? Jerome Hughes. I did watch. Uh, this. Yeah, he was listed. Yeah, so he did play. He's not there high in the stats, but I, he's probably played second fiddle, of course, to Munster in this. But I, you know, they're getting. I think the main thing for Storm is they had a lot of guys missing the start of the season. They've kind of now, you know, missed their couple of weeks while they they sorted their niggles out. They're now healthy and firing on all cylinders. Um, Nick Manny for them has also been excellent. How good um, is he? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Classic Melbourne, you know, kind of by <laughs> a lacklustre, let's be honest, yeah. bloke from Canterbury and turn him into, you know, if it wasn't for Ryan Pappenhausen, he could be their staple 
one. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I he's going to keep. He's going to keep a spot somewhere. He's yeah, he's got to play in the squad somewhere. It's just floats out to the wing, I suppose. When when uh, Pappy's ready yeah, to go, exactly. But you know, Melbourne, they do that. They they find the right measurables. Find the, mm. I guess the the stats that they're interested in, where where they know they can then mould and build the player um, with that system they've got there, and. Uh, you know what they do post Bellamy. That's been in the news. Uh, they're pushing again the, the, the conversation that Bellamy may be in his last year, going closer to retirement. And, you know Billy Slater uh, as a potential replacement, but I don't think Billy wants to be in uh, club coach land. Um, what that I think you know when he retires, maybe that's when the storm will start to falter. But as long as he's there, they're going to be. Uh, a good club and a good side um, for the foreseeable future. I'm happy to go one further than that and say as long as they've got that spine there, oh, you know, it's spe- yeah. spearheaded Spines by Spines make the NRL. Yeah, I th- I, they're going to be a, a tough team to you, beat. You can largely ignore a lot of the other positions if you've got the spine in place. Friday night uh, the Dogs had their worst – no, I don't think it was their worst ever – Lost to South Sydney, but the first time that they've ever conceded fifty mm-hmm. against uh, against the Rabbitohs, it was Trell Mitt, Latrell Mitchell's hundred and fiftieth game. That's pretty impressive, considering mm. he's what twenty five. Can you get an age on, no, on Trell Mitt? I don't even think he's twenty five. Probably twenty four. Yeah. He's uh, he's quite young, so so one hundred and fifty games, very impressive. He'd uh, he'd been a little bit slowed in starting his his year with the with the one on his jer- uh, on mm-hmm. the back of his jersey. Uh, Hat trick, seven goals. Close to 200 run meters uh, yeah. definitely showed up for this one. Yeah, well, I, I think oh, I said I said it last week. Uh, I think there's you know been reports that Latrell have been a little bit quiet in a couple of their games. Mm. Really need to step up, and yeah, against the doggies, uh, really showed out why Latrell is an elite talent, um, and mm. especially you know in April getting ready to go into May and Origin season. Yeah, that's it. Uh, oh, yeah, it's 25. 25. Yeah. When yeah. was his birthday? Oh, Ma- Make you work overtime no, now. Right. He added up a second ago. Uh, June. 18 turns 26 this year, yep. South look good on on their day. Uh, Another uh, double hat-tricks actually. So one to Trell Mitt and one to Campbell Graham who is really going to be pushing for an origin spot. Obviously Mm. very hard to fit into into that stacked New South Wales back line but uh, uh, he's playing pretty good week in and week out. Mm -hmm. And uh, Walker for them has been uh, electric. Three tries this end and meat pie for him in this one. There was a sin bin in this game uh, from a hip drop tackle as well. Yep. So make note of that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about hip, hip drops in just a second. <laughs> the cows there, two and four, not looking that mm. good. The fins are back. <laughs> <laughs> right the ship. They look so much better than they did last week against the Dragons. Mm. I think mm. uh, their structures were very much built around, I think, Milford for that the game. That was their game plan. And when he got hurt, they just lost their way. Um, yep. In the in the week that previous, you know, getting Mikarima in there to play six, I think it was the number on his back. Um, they had uh, what's the young fellow's name? Um, Katoa. Katoa uh, playing seven, and Katoa played his best game I think I've watched of the Dolphins game so far, and he kind of really took that side on, and I uh, was quite impressed with his kicking game and the way he kind of played his first receiver. So, um, and they played better structurally because of it. So. Uh, I think, that, you know, they have that week. Wayne's worked his magic um, getting them set um, to play, you know, their clinical style of football. Um, and then it just had to wait for the Hammer and Asako uh, to, to go ham. Who <laughs> both have eight tries on, yeah. the, on the year. Um, and in, one and two of the try scorers in Unbelievable. the NRL. So. Uh, I think Hammer scored in every single game. Yeah. Asako had a hattie in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
not bad for two blokes who were essentially rejects, uh, yeah. and especially sweet for Hammer in this one against the team that rejected him and and Azaka, uh, Jermaine Azako coming from the Broncos as well. So mm. they're mm. they're. One of their strengths has actually been one through five. Who, That's good points. Like a, and who at the start of the year were all like uh, oh, their yeah, forwards yeah. might be okay, but this is a reserve grade backline. Yeah. Edric was maybe looking a touch slow, but it was his first game of the year. Um, but outside of that, they they have a lot of veteran talent. That's the main thing. They've got mm. guys that, you know, probably floating around that 100 game mark. Um, so they've played a decent amount of NRL. And um, mm. <laughs> again, Wayne Magic, sprinkle it on him. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and, yeah, they're probably going to most likely be in the top eight. Oh, <laughs> that might be a stretch. <laughs> Push for the top eight. Most, I, uh, I'm, I'm guaranteeing they're a top eight side already. Guaranteeing. Guaranteeing. Strong, strong language here in round six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think we've talked about the death pin challenge and um, they kind of responded and – uh, Cody Rima will he got one of the sin bins in this um, for you know hands between the leg and only just kind of get past the horizontal um, and I don't remember mm. who the uh, attacker was the ball carrier but he did kind of tuck his head in that so he might be okay and get away with a fine so they should have both those guys go around next week in the halves um, what was the other one there was a hip drop there was a late hit by Hess where it was a step late and he got sin binned on Katoa and this. And yep. I feel like the third one was a hip drop tackle. Yep. Uh, the third one was Brendan Elliott. Brendan Elliott. Um, it's not ringing any bells. I can't remember. It was a late one. Actually, no, that was a professional foul. That one was deserved. Of all, all the others, he held the um, ball, the attacker running through the line back. Um, the other ones were, yeah, a bit, a bit soft. Um, but that, I guess, yep. is uh, where the league's going. Do you think Milford gets his spot back when he returns? It'd be hard to see it happening, I think. Yeah. Katoa and, and Hammy as well. Katoa is seven. He's like yeah. when Sean O'Sullivan comes back, which is, you know, late in the season yeah. after mm. suffering the peck injury, uh, but there's no reason why Katoa can't wear that seven. seven jersey moving forward. That's that's his, I think, his best position. I don't think he's really got the size or the defensive capabilities to be playing as a six in, yeah, in the NRL at the moment. And whether he's a running six. But, you know, it's whether they go that uh, – what the Cowboys have essentially, Tom Deedon and mm-hmm. Chad Townsend kind of mm-hmm. mould um, with the two of them. But either way, I think they've found Katoa. He's one of your halves. Uh, you need someone to pair him with. Mm. So, yep. you know, you've got the old veterans and um, uh, Nicarima and uh, Milford there and hopefully Sean and Sullivan's going to be that guy long term. Uh, mm. But I, I think as long as Katoa is healthy, I think they'll go a long way. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Into Saturday, uh, Penrith absolute masterclass against Manly in the first half, although it was off the back of a sin bin. Uh, sin binning's a little bit of a theme for this week. We will pick up on that in, in just a second. Let's talk about uh, some guys who are really, really good at rugby league. <laughs> Dylan Edwards, four tries, 190 metres gained, 13 tackle bus. Fair bit of rhetoric getting around uh, that Dylan Edwards is putting his hand up for an for an origin spot. And a lot of people, surprisingly, for me, think that he's better than James Tedesco at the moment. What's our what's our take around that? I, I think if Teddy's healthy, you gotta pick him. Just yeah. he's a captain, isn't he? For New yeah. South. Yeah. Incumbent. So, yeah. Yeah. I th- you gotta pick him. Um but you know, at the moment he's not healthy. So uh, uh yes. 
maybe Edwards makes the most sense as a fullback because you can still play Turbo and Latrell in the centres. Like that's yeah, that's where you still get all three of them on the park. That's that's the goal. Uh, but I know Turbo in this he was quiet. Uh, reports that he's played injured. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether I think it was hip. Uh, he had to have a have a needle to to play through this game. Um, so you know whether that meant mainly had a quiet night. Yeah. You know, with a with a broken turbo because tends to they tend to yeah he he's very much that squad that side they really gives them the energy and the go forward that they need, um, which is crazy for a fullback but mm. uh, I think think what we said with Penrith at the start of the year you know they started a little bit slow you know they lost a bunch of guys new kind of structures new kind of chemistry we're now a month later you know week five um, they've got that. They're, they're, this is, I think, this was kind of their coming out party. Yeah. With the new guys, they've got it. They've got it, the structures right. They're happy. Um, uh, they had the headgear brothers um, going ham, and uh, they can put points on. We knew that. Um, yeah. And they they sent, sent a message in, in this this week that they they here here for for the the, the repeat. Well, the, the third time. The three peak. Yeah, the three peak. Zach Hosking shout out uh, has been very very good. Uh, big shoes to fill, obviously, with Kikau leaving, but um, he's he's really cemented himself, I think, as as that that uh, that edge back rower. Uh, you know, obviously outside of uh, Liam Martin, um, I think Manly maybe a little bit hard done by in in the score that that got put on them, uh, given you know Simbins and the, and just getting Penrith at the right time. Yeah. Uh, anyone that was starting to sleep on him, I think. Uh, Maybe a little bit narrow-sided. Obviously, didn't have a great start to their their campaign, but uh, for me, they're still the team to beat, and uh, I think the odds, the premiership odds reflect that. Yeah. Uh, there was also no sin binnings in this game. Now, what are we talking about? Something. <laughs> I swear there was. There was lots of penalties. Yeah, uh, there was something early on. I was at dinner, so I was kind of I actually uh, strategically placed myself because there was <laughs> one <laughs> there was one TV, but then we we're in a booth as well, so there was one out of the six seats available at dinner could see the TV, and I've just gone yeah. and I've sussed out the venue <laughs> and I've seen the TV and I've just popped myself in there and then had the baby girl in the high chair there, so I'm just you yeah. know looking after her yeah, you know, yeah. and then boom, direct view of yeah, uh, the one right TV. The um, but that's my excuse. I don't know. Then maybe there wasn't a sin binning, but. Um, it seemed, seemed like it was one-way traffic in the first half, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. None, no sin meetings in no this game. No sin meetings in this game. <laughs> no, we have but, to that. But upset of the round, uh, the Raiders getting a win against the Broncos. Broncos were undefeated going into this one at Suncorp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was uh, hooting and hollering about how bad the Raiders were going to get bashed in this game. Yeah, and I think we talked about it and we knew Jared Croker was coming in mm. and – you know, I was saying I don't think Croker is going to make make difference in this one. I was fully expecting Brisbane to put fifty on them um, yep, after yeah. the way they played yeah, the, the, the follow yeah. previous week and the way that Brisbane had been playing. And whether that maybe that played into this, you know, the Raiders were up for it and the Brisbane thought they were getting a training run because mm. um, yeah. yeah, it didn't turn out that way. And uh, the Raiders played really well to start this game, got ahead, um, and then kind of held on for for the remainder of the game and played a really gritty kind of football game, which. Surprising mm. for the Raiders. They didn't have a bad second half. Yeah. Yeah. How's uh, Jordan Rappiner? Some pretty horrific scenes at the end of this one. Copping yeah. a knee in the back of the head uh, was, yeah. s- you know, spewing blood really. Yeah, so that was, uh, I guess, the big controversy for uh, this game was, um, you know, a late bomb goes down to Rapana. Rapana takes it. 
uh, and then goes, you know, goes to dig down towards the ground to find the ground and mm. um, Tapao's come through and uh, hit him with his knee across the back of his head and had a big laceration, blood everywhere and um, most likely a concussion. I don't think they confirmed it but I think he'll get, you know, his mandatory stand down because it looked pretty bad. They kept him down. Um, so, of course, getting kneed in the head, he basically was knocked out. He just dropped the ball. That just constitutes a knock on. Um, but, you know, mm. looking at it, you can see, uh, see that well, he's clearly kneed in the head. Mm. Um, uh, I know the commentary was pretty in favour of the Brisbane that that's not a penalty. I know Corey Parker, surprisingly, the sideline says, well, yeah, he, yes, he's knocked the ball on, but also. The defender, the, as the defender trying to make the tackle, running through, should be uh, more aware of the guy going down. Like he hits him with his knees and he's standing upright. It's not like he went to try to smother him and tackle him as he saw him going down. Um, yeah. You know, big man, kind of lazy. Huge man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, not a knee that you'd want to cop. No, not a knee, exactly. No. Um, it's not like he could have, why didn't he potentially shimmy to one side and you, you get all the, the rhetoric about he can't disappear, et cetera, like that. But I think if you knee a bloke in the head and knock him out um, while he's got the ball and you're you're the, the, the defender attacking him, uh, I don't think you should get an advantage in play. No. And duty of care no. was, I think, the word that yeah. – the, the phrase that you used earlier on. Obviously it wasn't his intention. No. But, no. you know, could he have gotten himself out of the way? Hard to tell as well. It's easy when you slow things down and look at it, you know, at quarter speed or slow motion. But uh, – Heat of the moment, uh, maybe maybe you know, to power couldn't couldn't get that knee out of the way. Obviously, you know, we're just thinking of Jordan, and hopefully, uh, you know, just just misses next week and then doesn't have any sort of lingering uh, effects. But it was a uh, it was a pretty nasty one to see live, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, yeah, and for him coming back as well um, from suspension, I believe mm-hmm. in like yep. he. He played his best game of the year before. Yeah. Like he, he scored a double, uh, pretty instrumental in um, mm. in the Raiders winning this one. And, and this happens three with three minutes it's to go. go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the Raiders looked confident, more confident. I thought Chris probably played his best game as mm. a mm. as a fullback as well. He looked more like a fullback for the, the first time this year. Um, it's it'd be good to. I think Whiting will be back uh, next week as well. So. It was a really good match for them. They play. They really tried to bash Brisbane off the off the park. I think losing Tom Flegler early, and that was a sickening one as well. Mm. Um, which is, you know, the opposite of what we just talked about because he caught an elbow from Chris, um, which was essentially it was a spinning back elbow. <laughs> and like it, it was, it was bad. But um, can, can we confirm? Chris was the, was the ball, ball carrier, carrier and, and he had no idea. No, you'd like. Yeah, again, just freak accident, really. Yeah, Flagler's mm. trying to tackle him. He's already, one of his uh, teammates is already tackling Chris, mm. spinning him around, and the arm just gets up. So, um, you know, in that regard, like it's not on the attacker to then – he's got to protect himself. He's yeah. in the tackle. Yeah. And the defenders mm. have to you know, make the tackle and to be uh, doing it in a way that they're, they're not putting the – Attacker in a harmful position. That's why you can't go past the horizontal. That's why we don't have pile driver tackles because uh, you're the one <laughs> affecting the tackle. So you have, let's say, more control over it. So, yeah, I've thought the penalty was warranted. Um, I was kind of looking forward maybe to some golden point because Brisbane mm. were come, kind of coming in that game. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I was ha- ha- I was happy with the decision. I think it was a fair fair point. Yeah, for that game fair. to end on. 
Um, so that head cut resulted in 18 stitches. Jesus, 18. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you just got to give him like, sorry, bro, bro, you knocked on. Uh, the other team gets the ball. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, I was really disappointed in some of the commentary. Um, um, I don't think – I think it was Vossi. Uh, no, it wouldn't be Vossi. It would be the other bloke, which I don't remember his name. Warren uh, Smith? Yeah, probably. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, uh, by all accounts, just they're just calling it as a head cut. So – no news or no news or word of a concussion, so probably just misses the week, and then not sure how how yeah, it works like, in the, in the new, yeah. in the new like, scheme. Where, of no doctors like. here, but no doctors here. But think eighteen, 18 stitches, stitches yeah. when you've you know cop the knee of a hundred and eighteen kilo man in your head. But we'll leave that up to the doctors. Yep. Yeah, I'm oh, assuming I, it's just the wording of it, so that yeah. like the big, under the, the new rules, I don't, I don't know how it works on the new rules. The big thing for him as well was no no skull fractures. So I'm pretty sure yeah. Rapana's history he had one and had a plate inserted in his head at one point to start his career. Uh, if you go back, yeah, so he's had that. he's had um, uh, you know bad head injuries in the past. So when I saw it, I was like, "Fuck!" Uh, hopefully that doesn't affect anything in his pre- previous ones. But mm. I'm pretty sure, that, yeah, he had a big scar on the side of his head for a, well, he does because because of the, the previous previous injury. Turning point for the Raiders, do you think, in terms of confidence, backs up against the wall, go out there and ambush well, the Broncos? With, with the Eels win today, I think they're back to second last on the table. Um, yes, they should take confidence in this, considering Brisbane's on the top of the table. They know they can compete. Hostile environment. Hostile environment. Top teams, they should be playing better week in, week out. Going into the winter in Canberra, they should be creating that as a fortress here for home games. Um, and they, yeah, should be where we think they are, which is a fringe top eight squad. So, Jared Croker yeah. have any influence on this game in terms of a leadership, veteran presence? Wait, goal kicking, definitely, hundred percent goal kicking. Well, well was the difference massive, so, isn't it? In, yeah. in a game like rugby league, where it, the, it can be decided by by he, someone's. He's boot. looking up Jordan. Why you do? Can you give us an answer on my Jordan thing? I'll check the NRL because I think they scored the same amount of tries in this game. Yeah, uh, back in two thousand and. I want to say 14, mm. uh, we had a head, head knock um, against the Dragons round 23, yeah. mm-hmm. required a plate inserted into his head and yeah. 60 stitches Jesus from, ear, from ear to ear. Um, yeah, so across the top of his head. Yeah. yeah, but just noting this article from seven, eight years ago now, they, the doctors said that he could be in some serious damage if he receives another knock like that, so... Yeah, um, so that, that's what you worry about. Very right? concerning from that aspect, obviously. Mm. Uh, that's on the forehead, the temple there, essentially. Whereas the one mm. he, he copped was on the back, back of the head. head. Um, so he, he, you don't want to cop on those things, but no, I guess God it's lucky no. on the back one. Mm. And to answer your point, they both scored three tries in this. The difference was goal kicking. So bird of Jared Croker. Yes, uh, Croker did also kick a penalty goal, so that made that adds to it. <laughs> but you know, he was three from three, and Reynolds was, was like, one what? from three, uh, and then he got a penalty goal to you know, again kicking though. Um, uh, when they got the opportunities, that's uh, eight points off his boot. Um, it helps, um, and you know, healthy Jared Croker not being held together with tape. Uh, looks pretty good. I was really worried about because um, his defence had been pretty poor mm. in the past, his lateral movement. But, again, that's probably because he had crooked knees, et cetera, and bad shoulders to tackle with. But he, he looked pretty good going up against Stags, I think, in this. Yeah. So um, he mm. did his job well enough. They did score both tries down their side. Uh, well, 
of the three, they scored two of them down his side. Um, uh, but he's also playing with a winger in Hopawati, maybe on that side. I'll double check that. Um, you know, it's a new combination. They've got to work the stuff. Hopawati hasn't played many games as well uh, for the Raiders. Coco so. and Hopawati sold. Yeah, they they got they got to again. We talk about chemistry. You got to find it. You got to work through that. Um, you know, their spine's been kind of all over the place as well. Um, uh, so hoping, like you said, kickstart. Into Sunday, yeah. um, the two Caterpillar boys on the, on the table, our <laughs> Dragons going down to the Titans. Uh, so the series goes to one apiece. They only played each other a month ago. Uh, reasonable game of footy, I think, for the neutral. No AJ Brimson for the Titans. So Toby Sexton comes into the six with Tanner Boyd at seven and Jaden Campbell at one. Jaden Campbell looked very, very good in this. He looked dangerous. Um, That's why the Eels want to chase him as the X Factor. Yeah. And, well, we didn't really cover it with the Eels. Like, does that – oh, well, we've got the Eels actually upcoming. That's why, that's why we haven't covered it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jaden Campbell, he's he's pretty handy at like attacking-wise. Uh, a uh, bit of a heartbreaker for Dragons fans in this one, the – Titans crossing uh, with the go-ahead in about the 77th minute uh, to tie it up um, and get the win. Um, There was a a sin bidding in this one. It was Francis Molo. Mm -hmm. Little bit of a brouhaha, although... I think he's third man in. Yeah, third man thought a kind of of gear and uh, and he goes and, and... it did, definitely didn't change the outcome of the of the game. Uh, Gold Coast just that, that little bit too good for the Dragons. Um, ben Hunt, if we, I could do a podcast on how much I love Ben Hunt, <laughs> like probably you know two two and a half hours. Uh, he, he had a try saver in this one. He had one where they'd done a grubber into our in goal. He he traps it like a soccer player with his foot, picks it up. Ducks under the incoming traffic and then reaches forward to get the ball out of the in goal and and place it over the line to make sure that we mm. don't get stuck uh, with a with a line drop out. If he goes down, may God have mercy on our soul. <laughs> I think I've said that on the podcast before, yeah. but uh, his, his numbers in this one in a losing effort: one try. He has four, mm-hmm. playing seven in mm-hmm. in uh, in five mm-hmm. games. Try saver: twenty one tackles, five tackle busts, two offloads. <laughs> Seven out there <laughs> offloading, 134 meters game. He's doing the hit ups, bro. It was 340 yeah. kick meters. Yeah, a lot's no, been said about our, roles, uh, <laughs> about our pack. Because <laughs> we got Benny Hunt <laughs> taking the taking the tough runs, uh, and, and we're actually very close to, to winning this game. And and maybe a little bit disappointingly, we we kind of controlled things in the first half mm. as well. Uh, so so maybe a little unlucky to not come away with the win. Um, mm. Interesting as well, uh, you know, our AFL correspondent in, in Steamer saying, oh, didn't these blokes play each other four weeks ago? Like, what the fuck are they playing each other? Happens a lot in the NRL. Um, well, this it, season particularly with the, with yeah, the, the extra, extra buy. Team and it's just the buy and just a bit all over the, the place. Yeah. You said the NRL was trying to do hook a solid and keep, you know. Keep him in a job, <laughs> yeah. Keep him in a job. <laughs> did, we did lose this one, but there's uh, – there's, Few teams out there that uh, that hook would be going. Hey, see see how shit they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off my back. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Well, they do get yeah. the Raiders next week the into game? the Roosters. Yep. Yeah, and then Anzac yeah. Day could be interesting. Yeah, yes. with the with the Chooks uh, yep. moving forward. Do have the Tigers as well. I think after that. So mm. we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Knights Warriors can't say I watched this on uh, on a Sunday night. Uh, mm. Knights get the win. 
uh, which sort of ends the Warriors' really good run, starting mm-hmm. four and one. Doubles to Greg Mazu and Adam Pompey. Yeah, we saw Martin uh, did the uh, feed from the hip drop. Was there a sin bin in this game for that hip drop? No. Interesting. Interesting. See, I don't know if that's a hip drop. Uh, and, you know, we need to talk about the hip drop. What is a hip drop? Yeah, well, it, we might as well we, we cover cover bat and – do we cover sin binnings? Well, we should talk about it now. Yeah. Mm. The hip drop is a weird thing, isn't it? There's some where you watch it and you're like, yeah, that's horrible. We need to stamp that out of the game. And there's some which get labelled a hip drop where someone has often from behind, you know, got the ball carrier with their arms around the waist and then dropped their hips to take him to the ground, yeah. which essentially – the bloke down. Essentially, mm. 10 years ago, you'd be – You'd say that's a good tackle. That's that's tackling technique. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know the one in a hundred or two in a hundred times that you do that, you and, and well, legs actually, might get caught up. Well, actually, it's less than that. Probably you look yes. at the number of tackles that get made in that fashion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes someone's leg gets caught up, and then poor Tamari Martin, after you know a few years ago having that brain bleed and, and bravely coming back from that, had a concussion at the start of the year as well, and and now he's got a broken good. fibula. Yeah, broken fib. Is that on the on the the tackler in in this instance? I I don't know if it is. It's it, hip drop is a very hard one um, for those reasons you just mentioned. Because uh, in a lot of situations, you know, grabbing a bloke and trying to take him to the ground, legs are getting it tangled up, um, and uh, mm. it, it's potentially going to end up in injury. Uh, I just we know the NRL loves loves the grey area. Um, and this kind of fits very much in that. That uh, I don't know how you police it properly. Like I, I get the ones. And I think um, uh, Maguire had one, a very good one last year for the Dragons uh, that he got a couple of weeks for. Yeah. That you can you can see where uh, it looks like a WWE move. He comes around, grabs a bloke, and then you can see like he lifts his legs and potentially drops his weight yeah. on purpose. Mm. Uh, on, and you know, landing on the bloke's legs and he causes it causes an injury. Like, I think in those situations, that's clear cut. You can definitely mm. say that's that's what we want to get rid of. Mm. But I, I think yeah. a lot of the tackles where you know a guy breaks through the line, you 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 grab him, swing around, your legs kind of get flicked around, and you're kind of sitting down. You're holding on to him. It's very hard. Like you're kind of in the motion of tackling the bloke. You can't really control a lot of it. You're just trying to drop your weight and stop him from running and. You know, that's the legs mm. and you're going to get the legs mixed up um, on occasion and that's, yeah, where results one in injuries um, and two, uh, yeah, you know, and well, in Sinbins we saw that in the, the Bulldog game. Yeah, it's, it's very hard yeah. because it is a very incidental act as well. Mm. Yeah. And going through a tackle. It's similar to like the sling tackle in AFL. Well, like horse collar was that's, that's it's a, that's very a good, hard yeah, to – Yeah, good comparison. Like what's, what's intentional and what's just – in the motion sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. Well, the horse collar in the NFL was the other one. Um, and uh, Roy mm. Williams, the safety for the Cowboys, is well known for it of grabbing uh, the back of the jersey, pulling down from the collar and then landing on the bloke's legs. Mm. Uh, mm. Well known for breaking a whole bunch of dude's legs. Uh, and that's why they out- outlawed the horse collar um, uh, for in that act. Uh, I kind of think that's where it goes. you got to – it's hard in the NRL because – yeah, the way the way they like to police things—that's my issue with making these the, this recommendation. But it's you know you have the clear cut cases. You got to you got to study those and go. That's what we're trying to get rid of, and yeah. this is clear cut. Mm. And you know the referee's got to work it out. But that's not NRL. <laughs> Having black and white. What are you talking about? <laughs> but it's, it's they're working out as they're, as they're playing yeah. the game. But the yeah. thing yeah. is with this type of tackle, it's so hard to have black and white. Yes, a head high yes. tackle. You say. 
Yeah, you think they hit a bloke above the shoulders? Hairs and shoulders, there's a pretty clear line. You go above that, it's head high. Yeah. The spear tackle, you know, and and now with the with horizontal and and yeah. as soon as you go past that that line of horizontal, it's a spear tackle. It's mm. a it's a it's a dangerous well, throw. Same with shoulder charge. I th- I think it was easy enough to to recognize like what a bad shoulder charge is with you know the arms yeah. down and um, you know that missile kind of aspect of hitting with with the shoulder, like you said, with a, you know a spear. Uh, you're leaving your feet and trying to take a bloke's head off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Whereas but with the, this, yeah. it's so hard to define. Yeah. So yeah. they kind of back themselves up into a corner where they say, "Well, we want to take this out out of the game." And often it is it's broken legs. It's yeah. On the worst, you know, worst case, it's the it's the ACL that which which goes mm-hmm. from from this mm-hmm. type of tackle. But often it's a like a syndesmosis or like we saw with Tamari Martin a, a, a fibula mm-hmm. fracture. Uh, it's going to be so hard for them to stamp it out because what do you define as a hip drop? And then does the – and it's a, it's the age-old thing with suspensions. Does the, the outcome of the player weigh into the, the punishment? Because yeah. this, mm. this was really pretty innocuous. Yeah. And it was interesting that this one, as Jimmy said, didn't get a sim bend where that Bulldogs won, which was landing on the ankle. Not sure mm. about that South guy. I don't think it was as bad as a broken fib. Uh, but that ended up in a sim bin. So, mm. you know, we're already kind of yeah. in, in this in this grey kind of area we're talking about. And for a sport which has a large segment involved in being on the ground, mm. Um, mm. you know, getting a bloke, tackling a bloke to the ground, you're going to get a lot of this because it, it's just a, that that mechanism. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you know, you make it, uh, as I mentioned before, a stand-up sport where, you, you know, you have the, the two – the guy runs at the line and the two guys, you know, grab him high – yeah, have you you held and then you play the ball and you keep going, um, uh, or where the dinosaurs think uh, the Oz tag <laughs> version of it, where you're grabbing tags. <laughs> and, yeah, yes, uh, it's 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 just difficult. Um, yeah, and then okay, you know, following on that grey area conversation, you get into the sin binnings. As Jimmy mentioned, we had six this week, which I know I think they we had a did. Magic round a couple of years ago have like ten. Yeah, Magic round was yeah. the fuck one two years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, again, it kind of uh, boosted up uh, sim binnings, um, but most the sim binnings for innocuous stuff. Mm. So the yeah. Hess one I mentioned was, you know, a, a step late hit on the ball carrier, mm. uh, which, uh, you know, in the past was fair game, <laughs> you know, mm. easy mm. enough. But I understand why they're taking it out. Um, but what was the one last week? I can't remember who it was. I uh, know it was Radley. Hit him high. Yep. Um, which, you know, fair. This is why Hess one, he hits him like fair in the chest, like it's a chest bump, chest to chest yeah. bump. So there's nothing foul in that besides it being late. Uh, the hip drop one uh, as well and uh, the, the Cody one, which was slightly above horizontal. I've definitely seen worse tackles made in that. Mm. Um, but they, it feels to me like they've gone heavy on, we've talked about this past, player safety, mm-hmm. especially uh, ball carrier. Uh, well, um, not ball carrier, uh, playmaker. So mm-hmm. you, you halves protection. You know, the, they're kind of yeah. going the way of the quarterback uh, as a <laughs> protected species. <laughs> I think if Andrew Johns played in today's NRL, the Knights would score 100 points on the regular with his running game. Um, and have the wa- so good. Yeah, well, the way he'd like to take it to the line. Like he'd really, he'd like to play really late in the line mm. um, and get punished for it. Mm. And, you know, that's what he wore. You know, and this. Today's NRL, if you're not going to get punished, he would have lapped it up, mm. um, uh, been an even better immortal than he was. Uh, but I get the I get the aspect. I guess the question I'm going to ask is the 10 minutes in bin though. Mm. If we're going mm. to start sin beating guys for stuff that's in the past been pretty 
uh, lenient. Uh, you know, it's uh, you slap on the wrist kind of things and now you kind of – the best way to explain it, you could go out there, punch a bloke in the head, um, probably get sat down for 10, maybe get sent off now, but, you know, you could take a bloke guy's head <laughs> off, get sent, sat down for 10, uh, or you could have a step late, late hit and, you know, chest bump a guy, if you knock him over, he gets back up, it's fine. You yeah. also get sat down for 10. Um, I think you're, you're having the same punishment for such a very different spectrum of yep. incidents mm. is uh, maybe where we get back to that conversation of does yeah. a five-minute sin bin make sense? I think you always have to have the conversation, especially the way that, you know, the, the league's being officiated. You rub someone for an eighth of the game, especially these days with less, uh, you know, interchanges available. Mm. It, it, it has a has a huge effect on the outcome of the game in a lot of circumstances. So yeah. maybe that is something that we need to consider uh, bringing in a five-minute sin bin. Mm-hmm. That doesn't then bring up a, the whole other issue of, well, well what's a five-minute sin bin and problem. what's a ten-minute <laughs> sin bin and, you know. NRL loves working in that grey area and yeah. hates being consistent. <laughs> and then that just brings in more grey. So my fear is half the time you'd be watching and you go, well. Is that a that, five or a ten? That's yeah. not a five or a ten or, you know, yeah. that that's not a sin bin at all. Uh, mm. It might just murky up the, the waters. I don't hate the idea. I'm not opposed mm. to it by any means. Yeah. That's just the uh, – the problems that I can sort of foresee already. Yeah, and I feel Do like you know I feel like we've had this conversation on the podcast. I think we they, might have. It's but, definitely coming back. But, to but it. maybe not less so on the five minute simbin, but more so on uh, they don't use simbins enough or send offs. So I think they've kind of gone. Well, we use send offs for those really areas things. Like mm. you go out and king hit a bloke, you're like you're gonna your day's yeah. done. Um, whereas you know they're kind of using hey we're using the ten minute now as uh, as uh, the punishment, we're using it more often, uh, which probably I feel like we asked for. Mm-hmm. But then I think they're now using it more to police more things. You know, they're throwing a few extra laws in there. Oh, you, you caught speeding. Cool. Ten years jail for you as well. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just like murder and speeding, I think, are different things. It's kind of what I'm getting at with this mm. analogy. Um, so yeah, whether whether there needs to be a, another set of a set of laws there, another set of punishments essentially um, to cover up some more of the the uh, less um, yeah you know, you know. Do you know what they should do? What? Just put it to a Twitter poll. Yeah, <laughs> uh, ask the crowd. Just ask the crowd. Yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down. Should we send him off? The gladiators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Joaquin Phoenix is there. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his Just fucking golden olive branches yeah. sitting up there, sending Maximus to his death. Yeah, uh, boys, I don't think we've got the answers. I don't no. think NRL's got the answers. Yeah, I, I don't think we can bang our brain cells together to come up with answers for this. But no. neither does the, the three of them yeah. making contact <laughs> at the same time. It's three, pro- you reckon? <laughs> yeah, it's pr- it's probably more than what the NRL has. But anyway. well, we're, well, we're speaking, so <laughs> yeah, I presume that needs actually. There's probably six because you probably need two cells to be able to yeah. communicate with each other to formulate sentences. Yes. Yeah. One for thought. Well, one I can't for formulate sentences. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> zero down the end. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm using my my speech brain cell instead of my breathing one at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> I better talk so you can have a breath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, there was a game today and uh, the poor hapless Tigers that we, of double mop fame. 
they they go down to Parramatta in in really a valiant effort. Uh, your mm. heart kind of goes out to Tigers fans. I spoke about this last week. It feels like punching down. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm happy to give it to anyone except kind of Tigers fans. I, I kind of feel it's like, been ten plus years, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know. It's, you know, they're protected species nearly. It's like some people that you just can't <laughs> rip on. And they're on the endangered list. <laughs> yeah, it's critically at, at this stage. Like uh, this is white rhino kind of shit, if yeah. you will. Yeah, well, Bang- we, the Bengal tigers. <laughs> I brought up that shit chat from last week that, you know, maybe just roll them into Penrith and then be gone with them and create another team somewhere else. Mm. Uh, hopefully it doesn't go that way. But, yeah, they really need to do something. Anyways, in terms of today's game, very unlucky. They, mm. they had para on the back. Uh, foot big time, were were pushing um, you know for for a second half come yeah. comeback. Um, yeah. Charlie Staines spills one, it mm-hmm. goes into touch um, off a off a line dropout, and then uh, Parago and score through Marcusivo essentially to ice the game. And then uh, the big we kind of alluded to it before. The big sort of takeaway was Adam Dewey. He went up to take a short kick off, took it. Landed pretty much non-contact um, and that left knee, it didn't really hyperextend or buckle or, or anything. It just sort of, he landed in it, like yeah, in a bit of, knee, off maybe. bit of knee bend and, and went down. And uh, unfortunately, the news that's coming out, they haven't had a scan yet, but uh, they're fearful that it's, uh, that it's a re-aggra- well, a, a re-tear of that, of that left ACL. Yeah, another, mm. what's the difference between a tear and a rupture? Uh, well, they're essentially the same thing. Rupture often refers to grade three, so the whole thing goes through, whereas a tear, you know, might be grade one or grade two where, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's still intact. Um, I suppose he's going to have to go have scans and then and then time will tell um, one of their best players. So, you know, if, if he goes down and they're 0-6, uh, you can imagine the morale on the on the club slips, oh. slips even further down. Per- perfect segue here and uh, timing. Here's a Tim Sheen's uh, quote. Mm. Ask me to tomorrow how I'm feeling when I wake up and realise it wasn't a nightmare. Mm. The realisation mm. that he's lost uh, you know, Adam Dewey for the, the season. Suspected. Needs, you know, needs scans. Let's hope for the best. Um yeah, and after, of course, uh, Mitch Moses had um, uh, sparred their advances and uh, signed, re-signed with the Eels. Um, he was the, the difference in this game. His yeah. kicking game was was elite. He was looking like that origin-worthy uh, Mitch Moses. And uh, para outside of him, pretty lacklustre, really. The, the, the players in the post-game interviews were all a little bit flat. They didn't really seem like they just uh, just won a game on a, on a public holiday in front mm. of a reasonable crowd. Mm. Um, they they really probably expected to to you know do this pretty pretty comfortably. Yeah. Tigers showed some fight, but uh, wasn't enough, unfortunately. We're just thinking of Dewey. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about next pod in terms of what happens uh, with his knee and and she's they yeah their their season is is really looking dire if they, uh, if he's gone. They do get mm. the bye next round, so hopefully they, they can beat him hard. Yeah, yeah, they'll get some points at least. They play the Dragons in round 10, 10. I think. I, I was looking it up and I was just like, you asking where they're going to get their first win from. So <laughs> yes, I, was, I was like, where's when they play the Dragons? <laughs> round 10. Uh, but, but I guarantee the week before is when they'll sack Hook and that'll be the game the Dragons win. <laughs> it's funny. Because, Always uh, good for one. Oh, well, para that – so I think West won four games last year. I think one was against the Dragons. Yep. I think two were against Parramatta. Uh, and I thought that – Parramatta. Yeah. I thought the bogey was going to continue in this one, but uh, that they just held on. Um, yeah, feel for your West Tigers fans. I'm not going to punch down anymore. 
Uh, Nico Hines, uh, the Sharks had a had a bye week, but signed a massive, massive deal. Don't think any numbers confirm, but it's a six year deal. He said he said he was happy to sign for twenty years and give him a coaching gig after yeah. afterwards. <laughs> um, one of the hottest uh, properties in rugby league at the moment, and uh, has has been locked in for for a long time there at Cronulla. I think from memory, uh, maybe not memory, the rumor. Was yeah that he's getting close to a mill a year and it uh, escalates as it goes, as it goes um, you know through the six years of course. So, so loaded back in. Yeah, uh, I think he should play six for New South Wales. Yeah, well, the, a lot of teams have you know. Um, I sets. hope he doesn't. As the Queenslander, I yes. hope he doesn't play six. <laughs> a lot I'd of, rather he didn't. At this time of the year, you know, you can start talking about Origin. You can start talking about who you've got in your teams, and a lot of mm. the mock teams that I've seen have got uh, Jerome Luai dropping out for. Uh, Nico Hines, I suppose the only thing that Lua has going for him is that, you know, that Penrith yeah. connection. Yeah. And, mm. and the reason I wanted to mention New South Wales because I'm not sure if we covered it, the Fox and his syndesmosis. Um, no, we didn't, yeah. Yeah, I think they say eight to ten he had surgery. Yeah. yeah. So he's probably going to miss the – well, eight to ten weeks means he will miss – Pass half the season. Yeah, well – I'm t- trying to think of Origin. When is Origin? Oh, origin was May, May no. end of May is when Origin starts. I think for game one. That's him confirmed gone. Yeah, I was just trying to work out uh, whether he may be get. But uh, also June twenty one is game two. Oh, so we're now start of April. So he might be. He might be back for game two. Yeah, but if they pick him, if which, they if they pick him, which, which is proof is that they weren't but, going to. But if he hasn't played any football, yeah. then maybe we don't see the fox again. Yeah, well, that that's that's a chat that he's probably going to miss out uh, on a spot in that very very uh, hotly contested backline, mm. um, and open up a spot for a potential winger to come in there. Uh, just real quick, back on the Tigers, they won three games last year. They uh, were against the Eels, Dogs, and Broncos. So Dragons were safe. Oh, must have been the year before. <laughs> They win three last year. Yeah. Yep. I thought they won four for some reason. They played uh, the bye. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I've got four here, dude. Are you looking at 2022 was last year? 2022? Yeah. West Tigers? Uh, we had one fourth, yeah. He's got four wins there, 10, 10 points. My app's lying to me. I swear they beat Parrot twice last year. All right, West Tigers got smacked by the race. <laughs> I'm going, going back here. The Dragons beat him. Let's go. Oh, they did have four. Yeah. What was the other one? Was Paramount? the last round. Seventy-two six. <laughs> Fucking hell. Things are looking up this year. <laughs> Things are looking up. Have they played the Roosters yet this year? No, they haven't. Okay. Lost to Sharks. Uh, lost to Newcastle. That sucks. Uh, they beat Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane Eels and Doggies. Oh, they got robbed against the Cowboys. Remember that one? The short kickoff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The penalty. Yeah. They, their last win? they did. Lo- they lost at least one game to Parramatta last year. Mm. So maybe I'm full of shit here. Yeah, so it wasn't two power games. Can't you just look up Tigers 2022 season? Probably. Oh. I'm just going back to Easter now because I'm pretty sure the Easter Monday um, fixture, they beat them. Season. Who's going to be fastest man in the world? <laughs> we're, we're ha- we're 21-20, West Tigers beat Parramatta last year in the reciprocal feature. There you go. Fixture even. Feature works. So who did you have as their wins? Well, now after looking at it and saying that they didn't beat Parramatta twice. <laughs> 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 so I, I'm going to go Brisbane, Parramatta. Um, did they – they beat – no, they didn't beat the Cowboys because okay. they had so, that robbery. 
The dogs? They beat the dogs? Rabbits, I think it was. Uh, the 23rd of April. This is. 23rd of April, which this would is have been good listening. round like seven or eight. They beat the rabbits. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Lost yes. to the dragons. Yeah. Lost to Manly. Lost to Kerbal. Oh, yeah, we've got rabbits. it. We've got we it. Built the yeah, it was rabbits. <laughs> they beat the rabbits. So they beat para, dogs, rabbits. Brisbane. Brisbane. Importantly, and dragons that was won. no dragons. <laughs> and we might need to edit that last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We're live. <laughs> oh. Quickly through the ladder, uh, Broncos uh, stay on top uh, despite that loss. Uh, and then Penrith, Melbourne, Dolphins, Warriors, Gold Coast, Roosters. How good is that? Uh, absolute logjam through there. Newcastle, Manly, um, both on seven into South Dragons, Dogs. And then uh, there's uh, a bunch of teams which are four points ahead of the West Tigers in Cronulla, Parramatta, Cowboys and Raiders uh, before you get to the West Tigers. How about those four mm. teams, all top eight teams from last year and they're all stuck yeah. down there on four points. So, so question four, yeah? How mm. many Sydney teams are in the eight? One, two. Yeah, interesting point. Yeah. yeah two, two Sydney teams. Early days. Early, Early days. days. Long season, long season. Long season, et cetera. Yep. Should we talk some AFL? Let's talk some AFL. Give us the, the sound, Mugs. How about those Lions, Shawno? Uh, mm-hmm. Collingwood looking pretty hot uh, through the first three rounds and then uh, Brisbane uh, on on their turf at, at the Gabba looking very, very good. Yeah, that's probably the cavity. Caveat is – Cavity. Cavity, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, Too much caveat, sugar. Yes. Uh, the Gabba, yeah, they're playing at home and that has been their fortress for them and uh, is where they play really well. Mm. Um, you know, moving – they moved Cam Rayner into the, the forward line for this and he got four. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie, uh, you know, got six, um, played really well. Uh I don't know whether – I feel like it was Gabba and the Lions finally got up for a game. Um, the challenge for them is playing these guys in Melbourne. Uh, of course, well, in, in or anyone in, in Melbourne. Yeah, so uh, they've been found out in all, all those games so far. So uh, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. You know, the Pies have been really hot and uh, the Lions, if they want to be a top four slide, have to compete with these guys, get a good win here at home. Uh, as they needed to, um, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Interesting decision from um, Collingwood and, and Craig McRae, obviously losing uh, Big Darcy Cameron for, for six to eight weeks um, with the MCL, Brody Grundy leaving at the start of the year, Mason Cox unavailable for this one. So they kind of went into it without a designated ruck. So Dan McStay gets thrown in there against Jeez. his former teammate in – Big Oscar McInerney and what, what big O stats? Did he have all the clearances? Uh, he he was actually following up a fair bit of his own ruck work, and he did get a fair few clearances. I think he had maybe some four, maybe forty odd hitouts in this one. Um, pretty pretty tough ask for for someone sort of fifteen centimeters undersized. Although it wasn't one way traffic, it kind of mm. goes to show that you know having that elite ruckman and just because they get their hands to the forty first doesn't yeah. necessarily result in a in a clean. Um, clearance, yeah, clear yeah. but it was uh, the second and third terms. Uh, the Lions absolutely dominant, mm-hmm. and uh, those small forwards are pretty deadly. There, uh, ten goals between Charlie and Cam. Mm-hmm. Your Blues, 
Yeah, the biggest crowd ever for Good Friday. Just a, a tick under 50,000 there in at Marvel. Uh, Shinboners be pretty happy with their performance and and turnout as well. It's pretty, yeah, pretty mm. crazy considering where North Melbourne have been in recent years and uh, that was probably more people showing up for this game than across the, all of NRL in Sydney uh, this week. So. Well, it's just it's testament to where the AFL is at, you know, th- this post-COVID yeah. post kind of era now where fans have kind of been starved for, for turning out and, and any sort of – Big fixture um, in Melbourne. The, the the fans are turning out in droves. We saw eighty five thousand, I think, last week for the Richmond Collingwood game. Um, Crazy. Saw a big crowd in in the Dogs Tigers game this week, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, the AFL will be very happy with uh, with the fans turning out in in Melbourne. Um, it does help, of course. Mm. Melbourne's been winning games to start this year, so yeah. Well, North North Melbourne. Yes, North Melbourne. Yeah. Well. They've won a couple, but they're, they're – I, well, I, I don't think they're, they're – they're, you know, we're talking about flag ruse at the moment. No, no, but <laughs> but having said that, they only won a couple last That's season. So. I think they're on the same amount of wins yes. through yeah. through four weeks. So, so that have, does have been better, a bit of hope, uh, and some young fellas really turned out for them. Big time. Yeah, yeah the, the Sheasel. The Sheasel. Mm-hmm. Harry, Harry Sheasel. Uh, we've, we have checked the numbers. Uh, by a, a fair stretch, uh, the most disposals ever through four games, um, the, through, through the first four games of your career, I should say. Mm. 34, 30, 26, and then a lazy 37 in this one. Was taking the, the kickouts, which uh, inflates the stats a little bit. Mm. But uh, very, very impressive stuff from the 18-year-old there. Um Mark Bairstow, 121 for Geelong. Greg Williams, 116, the Diesel. And uh, I think quick mass, what does that add up to? Was it 131? 64, 90? No, 137. So so handedly ahead of of those guys, uh, Harry Sheasel. Very bright future ahead of him. Uh, Speaking Mm. of bright futures, the Carlton Blues, they were – one sort of brain melt away from being 4-0, and uh, you know, through the first month of footy, uh, we'll, although we'll take the undefeated. Uh, Charlie Kerno, I think uh, Kane Corns has got him as, as the best player in the AFL mm-hmm. at the moment. He booted six. Uh, big big H, big Harry Mackay kicked four. The Twin Towers, uh, when, they're, when they're operating, looking pretty good. Yeah, um, did did Mackay have the worst miss of all time? Pretty bad one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad. But uh, didn't cost him the game. Um, did he even hit the target? Well, well he, like he, he got a behind. He did get a behind, okay. <laughs> pretty, pretty, uh, it would actually be more impressive if he didn't get a behind. <laughs> uh, but he did boot four and his overhead marking ability is insane. Oh, like strength-wise, strength. Mark Pitney back in the in the mix. Uh, one of the one of the strongest full forwards uh, getting around. Uh, and a lot to be excited about for Blue Baggers because mm-hmm. there's there's a bit of a whiff uh, around, around um, you know, the media that Sam Walsh, could be back for this massive, massive matchup against the Crom Thursday night to kick off, gather around. Uh, interestingly, the Blues haven't won at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, think about 0-6, 0-7 uh, against both mm. Adelaide and Port Adelaide uh, and a really good opportunity come Thursday night to uh, to get the, their first ever win at the Adelaide Oval. Well, it's probably worth talking about the Crom next. Mm, straight um, into them. They're looking pretty good. Win. Yeah, they're looking very good getting a win over – uh, Fremantle here uh, at home, uh, and they're playing a pretty exciting uh, attacking kind of footy, getting uh, some good points and techs, the ticking goals. Yeah, he. Everyone kind of thought last year he was going to take a step back, and yeah. then had one of his best years in <laughs> yeah. recent memory, and yeah. then kind of a little slow starting this year. He boots four in this one, uh, but you got to talk about their their young 
Smalls, uh, Josh Rochelle, mm-hmm. second-year player, and obviously bringing in Isaac Rankin from the Suns. They had three apiece. Um, they're, they're looking pretty good, the old the old Crom. And then I suppose the other talking point out of this one is Frio not looking so good yeah. after after last year, definitely mm. going in the right direction. Um, they, they've they only won one game and their only win was against the Weagles who had five or six mm. outs. So, um, yeah, it's not, not a great start for, for Fremantle and um, – and uh, with, with Geelong's win today, would they be last? No, I think Hawthorne. I think Hawthorne will be last, Monks. You can bring up a ladder, but they're not far yep. off. Them. Yeah, okay. Um, dogs get a, a crucial win against the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Five points, topsy-turvy game, really topsy-turvy in this in this one. 56,000 in there at the G. Uh, the, the dogs started pretty hot in the first quarter and then the Tigs kicked seven straight. And then it was uh, it was sort of a scrap till the final siren. Our boy Johnny English, yes, <laughs> Tim Timmy, English, Timmy Johnny English. He's really cementing himself as an elite ruckman in the mm-hmm. in the AFL. Um, if people want to start talking about him as a tier one ruckman, I'm not. I'm probably not going to argue anymore. In maybe not well, in, in so. Where much, would you rank him? That's a great what, question. Number. Well, I think I think Max is head Max is one. Max yeah. is head and shoulders one. I think I think Sean Darcy has a pretty good argument to to be two, two these yep. days. And then if you want to have Tim English as three, I probably don't have many arguments for you. Yeah. And you know, if you want to have him as the best possession ruckman mm-hmm. in the AFL, mm-hmm. he had twenty in this one. He had seventeen kicks. That should be three games for yeah. a ruck. Yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> resident, you know. It was a whole season for you. Re, uh, resident Magoo's <laughs> ruck here. You know, a ruck getting 17 yeah. kicks on the weekend and two of them were goals. Nine tackles as yeah. well. Like yeah. it's it's kind of like having a having a fourth midfielder out there. Mm. Um, yeah, he's doing a lot. Big, big Tim English, big John English. Um, is, the, it, is it that kind of like a healthy nickname? Yeah, I don't know. Like nickname back, back in the day. Yes and no. Like Nick Nat used to get a lot of a lot of possessions, but mm. maybe even stronger at the contest. But mm. then Tim, like his moat, like his engine, yeah, okay. yep. like the yeah. way that he moves around the around the the ground, and he's just so balanced and coordinated. For, <laughs> yeah. You know, for <laughs> for, for a big man, for yeah, a bloke yeah. that's two hundred five plus centimeters. Yeah, yeah he's he's really um, cementing himself as a, as a premier ruckman in the AFL. Mm. Where where do you think the doggies uh, from here? Do you think they? Uh, I think they're middle of the pack. Definitely. Uh, but do you think they're starting to, um, you know, turn that ship around a little bit and find the right direction? They they were very ordinary in their first two games. Like I was like genuinely concerned. Yeah. Uh, ha- ha- hammered the lines and then. Yeah, well, two two and a bit goals, yeah. but it was prob- probably the score line didn't really yes. uh, reflect how good they were in that one. Yeah, they're they're two and two. They're mid- they are middle of the pack. Uh, I think they'll be sort of exactly where they were last year, sort okay. of sniffing for, for you know, yeah. elimination final yep. berth. Do I see them going far? Maybe not. No. Okay. Richmond's the other talking point of that. Um, mm. You know, they had the draw with, the, with Carlton and, yeah, and then outside of that have, have two losses. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's end of end of dynasty time officially, mate. Yeah, for for Richmond, I, I, I wouldn't put a complete line through him just because they still got a dude called Dusty in their team. But mm. uh, yeah, he's and bringing in Torino and Hopper, you know, helps their their engine yes. room. Tom right. Lynch is elite, but uh, yeah, Bolton just, was very good in this. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just. Do you yeah. think they can win the whole thing? 
I don't. That's my argument. Yeah, they're not. The they top. might. They, they're in fact these two teams are very very similar in that they're probably good enough to be top eight teams. Yes, their lists are very very good. It's just yeah, winning football games on a regular basis. Are they a Melbourne Demons or a Collingwood or no. Desert Carlton? Yes. Uh, no, I don't think they are. Yeah, I agree. That another team that needs to maybe get mentioned with those yeah. those heavyweights is is St Kilda. They're four and zero. Ross the boss. <laughs> He's got the Saints uh, working. They belted the Suns here. Jack the mm. Tip Rat Higgins burning five. Bookies have got them fifteen dollars, and I think the big question mark uh, around them is have they beaten quality opposition just yet? Yeah, true. Suns, Essendon, Bulldogs, Frio. So we've just spoken about the about Frio's woes. Mm. Suns and Dons. You know, probably not there. And then may- maybe the Western Bulldogs, you know, the, the only okay sort of team that, that they've beaten. Well, the Dons but are the only, the, the only ones in that list that are in the top eight. In the top eight. Yeah. And we'll talk about them in a second. Uh, they've been pretty impressive. The thing, the caveat with St Kilda is they're 4-0 and mm. with no Max King, no Jack Steele, mm. no Jack Billings, Membry, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a host of others mm. that are, are still got to come back into this side. It, the I don't really care who you're playing. If you miss it, well, they're literally missing their best player and their second best player in yeah. Jack Steele and Max yeah. King, and currently fourth on the ladder, which is which is incredible. No, they're currently first. First, first sorry, first. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so looking at this. They're four, <laughs> currently <laughs> one four. You know, they're, they're yeah, one four and right. Four and right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes. They're two points ahead. Their their percentage is 160. <laughs> so yeah, okay, maybe they haven't you know played a Melbourne Demons just yet, yeah. but uh, they're they're doing all of this without without their best two players and then a host of others. So it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Who and have they got uh, this week? Yeah, uh, Collingwood. I like yeah. that. That's a yeah. big Perfect. test of where big they're at. Litmus yeah, test. litmus test. Like yeah, pH. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's it's still good to start the season like this. You want to carry this momentum. So mm. yeah, like yeah. Collingwood's a great one. Can they carry all this momentum? Into a game like that, you know, Collingwood's going to want to come and play really well after you know getting beaten up by the Lions at the Gabba. So, yeah, that's that'll be a good game, footy. Mm. Well, even the next like month or so, footy like bodes well for them. So they've got, um, well, outside of Colton, <laughs> the week after they've got. I don't know what you're looking. <laughs> <laughs> Collingwood games looks fucking hard, but then yeah. it does get a bit. It easier. gets a bit easier. So what, you, what is it, Collingwood, Colton, uh, and Port, then Port, Port. then In they got Melbourne, Melbourne uh, yeah, I think Crom. GWS. They, they play like North Melbourne, Adelaide, GWS, Hawthorne. So yeah. if they can get through that tough period, they've got a, a reasonably undefeated season, bro. Reasonably <laughs> easy back end of May. Yeah. yeah. So Port, speaking of Port Adelaide, yeah, Port, going. Port and Sydney are a really classic, instant classic game there at the SCG. Poor Paddy McCartan subbed off with concussion. I think he's had eight or something, yeah, and this one looked pretty innocuous. Didn't yeah. look like there was much in it, but obviously you've got to, um, you know, probably err on the side of caution. Yeah, in a, in a player that's got a bit of a history, um, and this one went down to the wire. Did you guys see Ollie Florent outside fifty boots mm-hmm. that half the Swans were celebrating, and it was former mm-hmm. teammate in Alira Lear playing goalkeeper. Yeah. He looked like Mark Schwarzer there, fucking <laughs> defending the, the crossbar. And uh, it falls just short and uh, and breaks the heart of, uh, of mm-hmm. a pretty reasonable crowd of Swans contingent there at the SCG. Uh, shout out to Jeremy Finlayson in this game. He booted three. Uh, pretty emotional in the in the post game. His uh, his wife is fighting cancer, so wishing her uh, all the best. And uh, and Port getting a really really uh, good away win there uh, against the Swans. It's uh, it's hard to go to Sydney and, and win in Sydney. 
um, and and Port, after a very very disappointing uh, 2022, uh, have started this year at Desmond Tutus, uh, so they'll be there or thereabouts. Gets us into Sunday's games. Uh, the Dons, uh, Don the Sash. Jeez, if they could kick straight, could have could have <laughs> really really won this. Jeez, well, 50, behind. fifty or sixty. Yes, yeah. they kicked 11, 22, 88, uh, but got the job done against the Giants down there at Marvel. Speaking of, you know, kicking straight, uh, the package Shake Stringer had four goals, yep. six really could have. Uh, you know, stamped his authority yeah. on this game. Um, Monks, did you see this game? We'll see some highlights. Uh, did have it in the background. Um, yeah, I, like you said, just if they could kick straight, that'd be an amazing team. Uh, did see Stringer boot one from like 55, 60 out, mm. absolutely straight down the middle. So um, heaps of upside there. Um, happy they're sitting fourth in a very early part of the season. Um, yeah, just hopefully they can keep it going. Um, I think, yeah, they'll probably aiming a little bit better um, coming out of the middle of the field uh, into inside 50, which was – Promising, a little bit more, I guess, thought behind where they're kicking, um, trying to get easy marks around the perimeter and give themselves a better chance. Um, yeah. Like it. That's good, good analysis. Yeah, thanks. Perimeter. Mason <laughs> 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 uh, Redmond, Zach Merritt, Sam Draper, your boy, Sammy Draper, <laughs> all pretty good. All good. And this one, uh, yeah. we spoke about him last pod, but we, we've got to talk about him again. Uh, Tom Green, he's a Canberra lad. Uh, Big-bodied midfielder, obviously, uh, you know, Torino and Hopper leaving means someone's had to step up and it's been Tommy Green. He had 34 posies in this one to to back up um, your th- three, three games this uh, this season that have all been pretty good. Um, he's sort of averaging low 30s and uh, is starting to really sort of cement himself as as their uh, prime ball getter. And yeah, they, they really need some extra help in – in that team um, to try to avoid being right at the bottom. The Jesse Hogan yeah. experiment doesn't seem yeah. to be working. The other th- the other thing that we've got to talk about the with the Giants, they're one and three. Their percentage is ninety three. Mm. They've been they've been in all of these games. Yeah. They're not getting mm. blown out of the out of the water like you know we've seen Hawthorne or, yeah. or a few others. Um, but yeah, they definitely don't seem to be the team that yeah. they used to be. Mm. Melbourne, uh, smack West Coast over there uh, at Optus. Uh, pretty much the usual suspects. Uh, Petrarca had like 29 and 3. Clary uh, doing a pretty good job for winning a Brownlow, although may have a bit of competition. Mm-hmm. Tommy McDonald kicked four. I think Cosy Pickett could have kicked a bag, um, had a lot of behinds. Um, not much really to talk about in this one. Uh, Melbourne, very, very good. West Coast, very, very ordinary. And then uh, the old boys, they, they get the job done. Geelong, after starting 0-3, the defending premiers. I can't believe they were behind in this game. And they were behind the half. Very, very slow start. And then yeah. what was the third quarter? 65 zip. Yeah, got a real good yeah. kick in the ass. They really mm. needed it. Fuck, that is that is deflating for, for Hawks players and fans alike. Do you see Jeremy Cameron? Uh, 27-30. They scored 100 points in the second half. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Chesa, aside from kicking seven goals in this and looking so fucking good through all of their games, because mm. uh, he, he again had twenty-two disposals. That's you know second time he's had over twenties. Um, he was celebrating a goal and took out the umpire. <laughs> <laughs> like he was 
fired the fuck up. You know, uh, you booted seven, yeah. you know, pulled your finger out in the second half as a yeah. team. Got to win. And uh, I don't know where the umpire's looking, but Jez was not looking at him <laughs> and absolutely steamrolled him. <laughs> he looked like a size 16, you know, bowling ball just going uh, straight down the middle. Strike! <laughs> Picked him up. Uh, but Jez, Jez Cameron's having himself a year um, in, in a team which has been pretty lacklustre otherwise. Um, feel for Hawthorne. Hawthorne fans, I think it's – Probably going to be a bit of a long year. Yeah, well, yeah. Geelong needed to win this game. Otherwise, some serious questions would start to be getting asked. Well, we've looked at Port last year who started 0-5 and, and probably better than that on paper. Mm. So if Geelong go out and start 0-4, mm. you can start. You can literally start forgetting about top eight kind of stuff if yeah. you used to have that start. It doesn't really matter who you got on, on paper. So uh, a, a crucial, crucial win for the the Cats there. It really leaps them off as well and their percentage is really good. So And and, and, and play West Coast yeah. next week. So so given this, this you know, horror start for the defending champs, uh, they, they probably come away from it two and three and you, you start thinking, okay, season's, season's well and truly yeah, on well, track. Yeah. Who's got two wins? You go – it's a pretty it's – pretty, Stacked middle yeah. pack of the, still at the moment. Still very so early. It's, it's very early. Like, yeah, the 16. It is still very early. But they really needed to, to kick it into gear and they did in the second half. And let's, uh, let's hope they can keep that going for the foreseeable future. Quickly mm. run through that ladder. So there's only one team with 16 points. That is uh, the St Kilda Saints. Who would have thought that at the start of the season? Into a, um, a reasonably congested then uh, top four with, with Carlton, Melbourne and Essendon. Collingwood also 12 points and then you come into just two and two madness. Swans, Crows, Lions, North, Port, Dogs. Mm -hmm. Richmond there with the one win uh, in the draw, separating them from one, two, three, four, five, six teams on four points and that being the Cats, Dockers, Giants, Eagles, Suns, Hawks. Have you bought your grand final tickets for the Blues? No, not yet. Last, last <laughs> season uh, was – I think I said a lot of things which uh, could, <laughs> could be played back. I, I was hoping uh, you say them again so when they finish ninth, <laughs> when they finish ninth again, uh, I, can, uh, I can lap up all the salty tears. Ooh, yes. That's called Entrapment, my boy. I need to fall for it. I've seen that movie with Sean Connery. Yes. Entrapment. <laughs> make reference there. Catherine Zeta-Jones says oh, Or I said hi to her as a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Let's roll. Let's talk about some cricket. Uh, where are we? The IPL continues to roll. Uh, we had speculated last week that Kane Williamson may have done his ACL. The scans come back, and for the the Kiwi um, skipper uh, and legend. Uh, it was it was the the worst possible news. His ACL is done. He will miss the the ODI World Cup. There's no doubt. Well, there's no yeah. doubt about that. It's it's September. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he'd need uh, some Adrian Peterson kind of recovery to be able to play yeah, in that. So. It's not going to happen. So so massive massive blow for for Kane and and for Kiwi yeah, fans. So uh, yeah, hoping his you know his rehab goes okay and and the like. But. Um, you, you hate to see it. It's something, again, you don't see very much in cricket. We spoke last step about cricketers that have done ACLs. Well, Not like, many. <laughs> and it seemed like half of them wasn't on the cricket field. So yes. yeah. uh, it's it's a shame for, for the Kiwi, uh, you know, or black cap skipper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The IPL has been rolling on. Uh, 
if you do yourself a favour, don't go back and watch our prediction video. <laughs> <'cause>, uh, <laughs> well, I think we said, and I will say, I think we said in this, the, the tournament, the beauty of the IPL is anyone can win it from anywhere. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're kind of seeing that. We're seeing the teams that are having a red hot start, some teams that, you know, we didn't think would mm. um, have been playing better. And like that's just the product of the IPL, which is so great. So you can get around your team and uh, hopefully they do good. Unfortunately for us, <laughs> the team we get around, the Delhi Capitals, hasn't won a game yet. Oh, and three and pretty hard to, to you know, as per the AFL or anything else, mm. uh, you know, you start 0-3 and, and end up playing uh, at the business end of the season. Uh, Davey Warner's been making a few runs, maybe not quick enough. Yeah, strike rate, I think, is the Strike issue. rate has been Which is issue. hard for him, of course, as being the opener for their, for them. And then the Bison, I think, having another quiet um, yeah, IPL. Yeah, he's, he's struggled very, very much so. Uh, mm. Mitch Marsh, which is a shame because, you know, obviously we've seen as Aussie cricket fans what he can do. Uh, in in the white f- uh, ball format, uh, mm-hmm. Davy Warner though did p- surpass six thousand IPL runs during the week. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's only the third player to ever do that. The first non-Indian. So uh, testament to his longevity, uh, you know, over there in the IPL. But uh, the Delhi Caps not going so well. They did uh, lose to defending champs Gujarat earlier mm-hmm. in. Um, in the week, uh, and then there there were some f- a few other games with uh, well, mostly fo- focus on the Aussies or anyone that that sort of did well. But uh, Shikhar Darwin, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. him in a sec. Made eighty six not uh, for his Punjab Kings um, uh, in their in their close win against Rajasthan Royals, or sorry, excuse me, the Rajasthan <laughs> Royals, <laughs> uh, in which Nathan Ellis took four for thirty. So good to see. I had Butler doing that one. Uh, I just closed it, but I don't think he made. <laughs> Too many in that one, yeah, although he does sit fourth. Fourth, 150. About fourth 50 overall. Uh, KKR, who we didn't talk about because mm. we kind of thought they'd be. We, we were there. They were the ones we were most worried about. Yeah. Um, we th- forgot that they've got the Lord. Yes. <laughs> the Lord Shadul <laughs> yeah. for he, uh He made 68, uh, striking at 234. Do you remember that top order? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was a bit, the middle there, a bit, a bit light on, but. it's. Yeah. I think it's what we spoke about. Like they. They just don't have anyone like so. So Neil Noreen and Andre Russell are incredible. So question, question, Jimmy, can you confirm for me this? I think these guys signed uh, Jason Roy during the week, mm. which I thought was a pretty good get for them uh, for an extra bat. But then again, it's like how how's he fit in that team? Well, Venky I is going to play Nitya Sharan as the the skip, so they'll both keep their spots at the top of the order. Rinku Singh we'll, we'll get to in a second. He's pretty good. So if if the Roy signing has gone through, uh, I don't know. Mandeep, does Mandeep Singh go? But he's Indian, so then yeah, uh, a the foreign f- bowler has to go. I'm yeah. not sure how they'll mm. work it. Yeah, they signed a deal with him. Mm. Yeah, so confirmed, yeah. So they do have an extra bat and I thought that was – for name value, I guess they're a team that just didn't have the big name value that we, you know, I guess us casuals that don't know every single Indian player that's out there, um, we're kind of maybe lacking. But yeah, they've uh, been doing really well. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Again, early days, but uh, great start there from the Night Riders. Uh, Lucknow as well, looking pretty good. They they uh, won a low scoring affair against Sunriders as Hyderabad. Um, just Jim. seeing who did the damage here. Oh, uh, brother of Hardik, uh, Krunal Panja, pretty good with the ball in that one. Jimmy, can you just check for me? Where is Harry Brook on that list? 
He hasn't. Ma- he hasn't made many. Yeah. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Unfortunately, yeah, he's not on that top yeah. twenty. Yeah, uh, he's a long way down. So, mm. so big, big name in terms of uh, money, uh, value, and considering. Yeah, yeah. There he yeah. Is. So, so twenty nine runs. Twenty nine <laughs> runs. Yeah, hasn't done much just yet. Mm. The uh, Rajasthan Royals did uh, get a win against our Delhi Capitals. That was the one where where Josh Butler made made a couple. Um, I don't know what the what the answer is for Delhi uh, at at this point. They they don't have um, any sort of foreign uh, quicks out or foreign bowling outside of Nokia. Mm. Uh, do mm. they bring in the fizz? But then you've got to drop another international stick, which I don't see them doing. Um, it's they're really facing an uphill battle battle at this yeah. stage. Poor Delhi Caps. I hate to say it, but do you think they're anchored because they got David Warner up there? He's the one who's kind of scoring runs. He's not scoring quickly enough. He's still scoring runs. He's but, third overall. Yeah, but, but my point is uh, him, of course, being there, there is that then anchoring what they could do in their side? No. Um, nah, we he, did kind of talk about that. They were the team that would need to get bulk runs. Yeah. Because yeah, they don't really have the bowling to back it up. Yeah. I, it, I, I don't like, see how you can criticise a bloke who's – I'm not criticising. I'm just thinking for, for them – they wanted to make changes and, you, like you said, drop an international stick. Mm. If it is David Warner to then get a young – you know, are, are they tied to the fact that they have David Warner is what I'm Well, 100% saying. they are. Yeah, you, okay. any, Who else is going to be scoring runs for them? Yeah. But any yeah, a, any of these teams where you've got a, a big international signing, you know, the fact that you can only have four of them, you're, you, inevitably you get, you're going to be tied, yeah. tied to – Actually, it's probably the, the wrong way to look. They probably need to get more out of the bison. Oh, um, 100%. Out of Marshall, you know, and that's maybe. coming from the biggest bison fan yeah. getting around. <laughs> yeah. He had a pretty average uh, IPL last year as well, but he had COVID last year going into it, so I mm. gave him a pass. But, yeah, he, he's going to probably uh, – of the lot, he probably needs to find some form and then uh, Warner just needs to uh, kick it up a gear and get that strike rate up. Mm. The problem with uh, with the Bison as well is that they've got Rovman Powell and Riley Rousseau as well who play similar roles, you know, bat yeah. sort of middle order, top to middle order and, and can score some runs pretty quick. Um, so, yeah, if, if Mitch Marsh isn't delivering... Um, and, that, of course, that, they've got the big out with no no part. So. Well, and that's... But they knew that their season yeah, they was knew gonna look going to look like that for, for months, really. But still, it's... A, it's of a, course it is, yeah. It's a huge out for them. Blokes... You know, two million US of their of their salary cap, so uh, it's it's massive uh, that 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 he's not available. Yeah, just looking at that strike rate rate for Warner compared one to seven, the rest yeah, of yeah, one seventeen. It does stick out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's Where, around everyone else is sort of between yeah one thirty to one eighty seems to be the spread. Mm. Yeah, I think one fifty is kind of what let's say par is mm-hmm. kind of where you want to be. Mm. Can you bring up the uh, the table there? Obviously, it is early days. A lot of teams have played three games so far, so you start seeing. Uh, I, just, I just want to say, Rishai Khan, good. Um, he got a Hattie in their match as well. Oh, did he get a Hattie? Yeah, is that? Um, and then they lost oh, that game, I think, because uh, they hit five sixes in the last over. Oh, that was Rinku Singh. Yeah. Shout out to him. He, he'll be. Very, very happy with the way that he's been going about it. So looking at the bowlers, Rashid, uh, Yuzi Chahal and Mark Wood all have eight uh, scalps so far. Mark Wood obviously had that five for for the Super Giants. Scroll, scroll, Jimmy. Scroll, scroll, scroll. scroll, Who are you after? Anyone from Delhi Capitals. Scroll, scroll, scroll. (laughs) Which I think is an issue. In terms of polls, yeah, that's it has been an issue. Uh, There's no one in the top 20. Where's Nokia, is it, first? 
Oh, wow. Then There you go. It's Khalil, Khalil Ahmed has three. Yeah. Mm. So bowling, definitely an issue at the moment yeah. for Delhi. Can't yeah. hit quickly enough, can't get blokes out. Delhi, the only team uh, that's 0-3. Mumbai still chasing their first uh, win. They played a nine, I assume, then? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think they play RCB tonight. Yes. Um, Sunrisers, Hyderabad, then in eighth, RCB, Punjab. And then you come into... All, all these teams that have started two and one, so six teams that, that are two and one. Uh, I just mentioned Punjab, CSK, Gujarat, Lucknow, KKR, and Rajasthan Royals. Uh, so obviously early days and a, and a tight, tight ladder so far. Probably the good thing for our Delhi Caps is that uh, they're only two games off the pace, really. Yeah. <laughs> It, it can turn around very, very quickly. How long is their season? How long they, they how all, matches they play? I think they play 14. 14. Let me chase that up. Because if you played everyone twice, it would be 18, but I don't think they do that. I think – I'm pretty sure it's 14 for memory. Yep. They play up until the 21st of May, then they hit finals. 70 games total. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm fairly confident it's 14. Each, that is. Yeah. Not 14 total. Total (laughs) grand final. Already done. (laughs) 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 Uh, So if I check that. Oh, yeah, that's a a good way of doing it. Are you going to count them up? Uh, Yes, I can. Uh, Oh, and three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Yes, fourteen. Back back yourself, Peppy. (laughs) (laughs) We'll continue to follow the IPL as it unfolds. Uh, very early days and uh, hoping our Delhi Caps can uh, can start to get in the winner's circle. Have a favourite? Early. Uh, I think Gujarat, defending champs, have looked pretty good so far. They are fourth on that on that ladder there. It's obviously, you know, very early and it's all, all sort of locked up. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think Rajasthan, um, you know, if Josh Butler can get going, he, we saw he's striking yeah. at 180. Yeah, he's so good. Pretty, pretty impressive. And uh, and Shikadawan, if he if he gets going, um, you know, could could carry carry. Yeah. Uh, where's he at? He's at Punjab, isn't he? Yes, yes, I think that's right. It's either them or Sunrisers, but I think yeah, Punjab sounds about right. Uh, I wanted to back the the Night Riders. Just Heck we, yeah, just because we shout on them so much. Of <laughs> 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 all the teams, they're the only one we were like, uh, not sure about these guys. Um, yeah, and of course, not a curse, but you know. He, Give a big middle finger to the Esky is uh, I do do enjoy uh, getting back at us. <laughs> what was the answer there for Shikadawa? It, it is Punjab. Yeah, there you go. That'll lead us into a massive, massive, massive week in one of our favourite sports to talk about. Monks, if you wouldn't mind. Curry, Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! The playing tournament is set. Uh, the last few games interesting the old Snoop Dogg meme yeah you're looking at the box scores <laughs> <laughs> a lot of teams resting players uh, uh, some yeah. without a reason to rest yeah. their players we'll talk about the, the Dallas Mavericks, Mavericks in just a second but let's start in the east uh, we've got one through 15 the season uh, proper has has finished as of today the Bucks and Celtics are uh, one and two no surprises there uh, Celtics Bit of news in Jalen Brown. He cut his hand, apparently dropped a vase, went to pick it up, had to p- have five stitches. Should be okay uh, for for the playoffs. Um, it's a deep laceration. 
Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I don't know if the whole story is there, but who knows? Apparently, he's he's going to be okay. Seventy um, Sixers finished third. Embiid, uh, thirty three points per game. He's the scoring champ. Uh, odds, please, for him taking out the MVP. Wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, Cavs finished fourth. Knicks fifth. Nets sixth. Uh, Mikael Bridges take a bow because. I thought the Nets may have been in danger of dropping out of the top six um, after the KD tra- trade. Yeah, we thought, well, both the trades were clearing house. We thought, they, you mm. know, where, what are they going to do here? But they've obviously uh, backed the young fellas. And he's been great. He played four seconds today. I thought, oh, is there something contract related in that? No, it's the fact that he's never missed a game ever. So they, they gave, him, his record gone. gave him an honorary four seconds uh, to keep his streak going. Um, and then that gets us into the play-ins. Uh, but, Monks, if you wouldn't mind, yeah, Joel slipped a little bit. What's he down to, 10s? Yeah, down to $10. Uh, Greek Freak is the favourite now at three sixty. Is, um, is that more recent, though, because they finished, uh, what, won the most matches, uh, more games uh, this season with 58? Considering uh, Embiid and, uh, well, the 76ers and the Nuggets uh, were 54 and 53 as a comparison. Yeah, but I don't know, Joker's been... Yes. At the top of that MVP chat for ages, and I think he's just, you know, his injury kind of has Sl- met yeah, that slowed it down a little bit. Slowed yeah. down, whereas Giannis was kind of so, well, sort of playing and, until and he got rested. He got rested for bunched and missed a whole bunch of games as well. Um, but see, but I Giannis thought, said something along the lines of, "I think I've been the MVP the last five seasons." And <laughs> pretty pretty hard to argue with it. Also true. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, considering I guess some of the teams have tried to put around the other blokes. Um, He's been a one-man show for a little, little while. He's a freak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hands of the Greek variety. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, so what was those final odds? So just – So he was, was three, he was 350. Yep. Uh, yep. And then Tatum's yep. up at sixes. Six. Wow, yep. KD, KD 750. I think that's a bit short, but uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Embiid, tens. Curry, 11. Jalen Brown, 12s. I swear this time last – See, what world is Jalen Brown and, and Joker on the same – I don't know. Is he looking at the wrong thing? Because no, that's MVP. I was very confused when I first saw it. Yeah, because a week ago, you know, Embiid was so short; he was a dollar something, um, and then yeah. Joker was like seven dollars. For it to change so much, uh, dramatically, yeah, dramatically, and have all these other guys that really haven't been in that conversation all season, though playing very well, mm. not shitting on them or anything. Um, yeah, I just find it interesting that the odds have shifted so much. Ah, uh, it's NBA Finals. <laughs> it is. There we go. I knew he'd fucked it up. <laughs> That's why I thought it was so weird. <laughs> I, was to, I was like, this doesn't seem right, Jimmy. I was like, oh, I'm like, Jalen Brown. <laughs> the fuck? You go NBA Player Awards and that's all they show. Yeah, but it should still be there. Go to Futures. That's probably Futures. <laughs> For- Oh, no, no, no. Credit to you. There's no market there at the moment, so I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was uh, it was a bit strange. I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> I was going along with it. I was like, KD, he hasn't played half a season. Yeah, I thought you could just see your screen and say MVP on it. I can't see his screen. It does say MVP. It just says finals in front of it. Uh, clearly, I can't see my own screen. Yeah. Hang on. Do you actually need Here glasses? we go. I think, no, I, I, think I found, That's I think I found it. No. Well, we're getting closer. No, we're not getting any closer. It literally should <sighs> say like um, Jokic, Embiid, single digits, everyone else double digits. That's what it's Is it because the season's ended? They're just 
Closed Change. markets? I don't know. When they announce it. It hasn't been announced. It doesn't have yeah, announced no, for ages. ages. Yeah. So yeah. I, found, I found an article about Giannis and uh, it basically was, talks more about uh, uh, Greek freak uh, fatigue because he did win the award in 2019-2020 mm. um, and, you know, he, of course, wants to win his third. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the quote, do I want a third MVP? Hell, fuck yeah, I want a third one. Uh, Hell, fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, never, you never beg for them before war, but I believe I deserve it. I'm very proud of that water level because I've been making my team very successful. That's the goal. Um, but in this article, they talk about the Joker and Embiid being the, the the you know the top two fighting it out. Yeah, I got it, I got some US odds uh, courtesy of this site, which I've got no idea what it is. <laughs> uh, but essentially, uh, a two horse race with Joker and Embiid at plus one fifteen into Greek feet. At plus four fifty, and then blow out to to Tatum yeah. in the in the thousands. That seems right to me. Makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. Jalen Brown and KD like, oh. yeah. I was trying to work out. You think well, why did Joker and a B completely fall off the fucking map? Like, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, it is Jimmy, Jimmy. interesting though that they don't get accounted for in the finals, and no one fucking thinks the Nuggets <laughs> can do anything, which yeah. we'll get to in, yeah. in when we talk about the West in just mm-hmm. a second. So mm. where we get to? We got to play plans. Play Let's talk plans. Hate. Hawks. Heat, Hawks, uh, winning goes straight through. Got the Heat jersey up there. Mm-hmm. I think down there in the three or five mm-hmm. uh, should get it done, although it is just one game of basketball. The Hawks have been so mediocre this year. that All those stats that have come up about, you know, not being able to win games, you know, consecutively, not being not going on any long losing streaks. They've just been uh, average. Mm. They're 500. They've been, they've been right on average. I think the hunt, the the, the hunt, the the heat just started so slow without Jimmy buckets, and mm. they've played better in the, the back end of the season. So, are the heat like? Hang on, are, <laughs> are the heat like the Lakers like, in that they're both seven seeds and maybe yeah. on paper uh, have the potential to go on a bit of a run here? Yeah, they're the yeah. teams you'd be worried yeah. about, especially with the heat, considering where they got to last year. Maybe mm. less so the Lakers because they missed out completely. Um, but yeah, well, Miami. Played in the final series, so um, I don't think they're too removed as a team from that. They just were banged up for a large part of the start of the season and um, kind of had to get get back and get going once Jimmy Jimmy buckets got back. That's where I feel I are. I'm with you. Mm. I, like mm. we're looking at at the Nets and post trade. I think the Heat on paper are better than them. I think they're better than the Knicks. Mm. Uh, and then I think maybe you can start having the conversation with the Cavs and that young core that they've got. Yeah, um, but that, uh, that's probably the concern I got for the Nets and probably for the Cavs. Yeah, maybe they're too young. They're like, yeah, yes, they're a young team. This would be a great learning experience for them. Mm. They're mm. Not, maybe mm. not built to win the competition. Yeah, yet. yeah. Whereas I think the Heat have that. <laughs> you know, that's kind of where they're at. They've got. More of that experience, so they'll be competitive. And you know, when those games get tough, when they're deep in the series, um, you know, playing game five, etc. But then the, you have to then extend the conversation to: Is there any chance in hell that they could get past the Bucks or Celtics? Well, they couldn't last year, so yeah. and I, I don't. What's changed? Yeah, yeah, agree. It's it, for me, it's a real two horse race, and the and the both the teams in green in mm-hmm. this one. Yep. It, mm-hmm. If JoJo can can go nuts and and really put Philly on his back. Maybe, but uh, yeah. for for me, it's it's much more clear cut in the east as to who who the finals. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, 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 teams going to be. I, I will and throw. I think, I think it's a coin flip between the Bucks and the Celtics. Yeah, I will throw in one caveat that you know the Seventy Sixers are good enough to compete and you know uh, steal a game on, on their day. So 
uh, they, they'd be the outside to that. But I think they play a pretty close third fiddle. But, yeah, they mm. got they have to come up and not shock, not surprise, but they they got to play really good basketball, be really competitive um, to maybe steal a couple of games if they play in a series against the other two um, mm. to make it into that final. Raptors and Bulls have the elimination play in. I believe that's Wednesday. Uh, and then they will get the loser of that Heat-Hawks mm. game. Uh, probably outside of the Heat, don't really see any of these other play-in, uh, you know, prospects uh, bothering too many people. Yeah. Come late uh, April into May. Yeah. And the others get a week break, I'm assuming? Yeah, it's not even a week. It's like four days. Four days. Yeah. Mm. But... Here we are. Here we go. All right, let's talk in the West and, you know, we kind of alluded to the fact that the Nuggets finish with the one seed Mm -hmm. and always were looking like getting the one seed, but uh, no one really has them being the best team in the West. Yeah. Uh, It's it's maybe that part of, like, do does Murray, does Gordon do enough for the team? Are they heavily dependent on... Joker, do they need Joker is, to get a yes, triple-double to yeah. get a win? Like, yes, yeah, it probably is is that conversation. But you know, I think it's for those other guys on their team, if yeah, if they really want to make a good run this year, they need to step up. Yep. Um, otherwise, yeah, they'll run into, you know, Golden State Warriors <laughs> and uh, get blown out. And mm. Like, oh, okay, yeah, they're, they've still got a really good um, team top five. Mm. Let's talk about the Grizz Monks. Can you get a Steve Adams injury update? Uh, from what I was hearing, he may miss the whole um, first playoff series, which the way that it's looking could be the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. If you go in Adams less and with a healthy AD, AD yep. that sparks major concerns in my mind for the Grizzlies. Obviously a lot with Jar Morant and his off-court antics mm-hmm. you know, through mm-hmm. the start of 2023. How do they bounce back from that? I like the Grizzlies. I like what they do. I think I've said on the podcast before, I love watching Jar Morant play basketball as the baller. Mm-hmm. I think what he's done off the court has been a little bit dubious. Yes. Um, but it's it's a little concerning, I think, if, if Adams isn't good to go. Answer there, Jimmy. Uh, probably, uh, probably NBA, day-to-day. Who yeah. Knows? Exactly. Could yeah. be tomorrow. Could be a month. Yeah. Is it a PCL that he's coming back from? PCL. Uh, last week there was a report saying you will likely miss the entirety of the playoffs. So not even the first series could be everything. Yeah. That hurts. That, is, that is scary for the Grizz. He's a, he's a big part of their like culture and team as well. Yeah. So, but not just mm. besides being the, the big man that does a lot of work for him. Mm. He's, he's a big presence veteran player. Yeah. Shine the beam, the Kings, they don't quite get the 50 wins, but they've been the talking point <laughs> of the of the whole West. Uh, Darren Fox is very good. Dementis Sabonis, uh, elite, obviously, all-star, uh, you know, putting up all kinds of numbers. Mm. Uh, and Keegan Bradley, uh, as you shouted a bit last week, uh, has been pretty handy. Monks mm. uh, shooting the three ball. He, he did pass 200 as well. He did get the 200? Yeah. Good on him. Easy. Easy as well. Good on him. <laughs> uh, do they get past the Warriors? I think the odds will probably say no. Say no. But, uh, you know, they'll, they'll have the extra home game if it goes to seven. Uh, and I imagine it will be America cheering for the Sacramento Kings mm. outside of people in the Bay Area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Suns Clippers, this is, this is interesting. 
this is really interesting. Um, both these teams, you know, a lot of people probably have them better than the than the three teams yeah. ahead of them. Yeah. Healthy KD. Mm. Uh, have the know, Suns lost yet with KD? Oh, good question. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so because I think we checked it last podcast and, and they I, hadn't. And they hadn't. I don't and think they lost. And I think he played one and then sat two or yeah. sat three this week. He well, definitely sat today's game. Uh, that's a that's a great question. I'm actually not sure. Um, the Clippers, as well, if it does come down to a Clippers Lakers series at some stage, they have mm. the mental edge because mm-hmm. they beat him this week, and that's eleven in a row yeah. for the Clippers. Uh, and then there was a big game actually because they. They played the Suns, albeit their reserves, today to hold on to fifth place. Yep. And the Warriors were trying to jump them and they absolutely annihilated the Blazers' <laughs> reserves, um, you know, with, with Steph and Co playing. Um, but it's, again, maybe it's not the worst thing. It, and it's also that Warriors mentality, like we kind of want to finish hot, as high as we can. Uh, it probably works out it good that they'll mm. miss the Suns and get the Kings. Yep. Um, but, yeah, they... They tried their ass off today, and I think they put up a hundred and fifty burger against uh, against the uh, the poor Blazers B team. Mm. This play in very interesting as well. The Lakers was watched them all year. Lakers watched. There was a period where I was like, "Nah, line through them." They're yeah, they're done. not going to do it. No and then there was a period where we were like, "Oh, that they may not even yeah. need to worry about playing in because they might make the playoffs." Yeah, they needed to make a run. They made the run. They, you know, made those couple of trades. Uh, moved some veterans, got some young fellas in and it seems to have revitalised the team a little bit and they got the run they needed to to, to make it into uh, the top ten into a playoff spot um, and, yeah, we'll finish seventh. Finish one game behind the Warriors. Yes. So, so yes. Was just a bee's dick away. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll get the T-Wolves at home and, uh, yeah, as we spoke about, if they win that, that's straight into a, a, an interesting, probably winnable series for the Lakers against uh, the, the second-seeded Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, massive win from the T-Wolves today. They actually played the Pels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was essentially like their first play-in game, yeah. you know, because they're going to avoid the elimination game now. Uh, and the Pelicans, uh, despite the best efforts of Brandon Ingram, who uh, had a 42-point uh, effort in the losing side, they'll finish ninth. They'll play an elimination game Thursday uh, morning our time against OKC, uh, and I imagine a lot of Aussies will be riding them uh, because of Josh Giddy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we'd ha- hopeful to see the Thunder improve, but I don't like their chances getting very far. Uh, a very, very young team. I did want to ask a question on the Pels. Is Zion's season done? Can you show us that up? Because I've seen a lot of him sitting on sidelines and not much else. So um, yeah. I didn't think officially. Here's the thing. They may have two games left in this season. True. Well, they may have one. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. just talking about the Thunder. But even if they win, um, then they'll, they'll have to go to an away yeah. court and get a, uh, a pissed-off Lakers team mm. or a, mm. a T-Wolves team, which plays pretty good with their big three. Yeah. Yeah. Anything on Zion quickly, Jimmy? Uh, doesn't look good. Continued absence. Yeah, that's all I've been seeing. There's just you know regular absence. He's just not playing. Not playing. I think there's something floating in the the uh, news this week about him and his contract. You know, big deal potentially coming up. That um, article is just like playing. No, if yeah. they are to make the playoffs, uh, should be good. <laughs> or uh, according to hardwood uh, par- paroxysm, Zion Williamson injury update, 
Fuck if we know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be the, the way in the NBA. Seems to be. Uh, yeah. All right, we're going to talk about these Mavericks boys. Uh, they, they had a chance to, to sneak into this play-in had they played their starters uh, and they sit well, yeah, all that, their starters. I think Luca, Luca plays a quarter against the Bulls. I don't think he played that much, but, yeah, it's it's seems silly. In a, like a must-win game against the Bulls too, uh, you know, if they win their last two games, they could potentially skip the thunder. Um, and get that 10th spot. It was sudden death and uh, all your best players are right on the bench. Well, you, it's obviously tanking. It's not silly. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's, quite, it's spirit, quite obvious what they did. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, then I see, you know, the, the visual of Mark Cuban, who's the owner of the of the, the club, uh, when they missed the go-ahead jumper to essentially tie the game up and um, I th- actually, no, not to tie the game, potentially win the game late um, was, re- you know, Visibly disappointed in the fact that they they didn't get it. So uh, I'm sure the players on the court still wanted to yeah. try and win that game. And uh, well, the organisation was like, "We well, the, maybe that's my question: is is the owner also keen for winning? But the uh, maybe the GM and the coach are more like, hey, well, let's start thinking about next year um, and where we could potentially get some extra talent." Well, it's interesting because the NBA has a lottery system and what, what they've said is we would rather roll the dice and try to get Wembenyana than finish 10th and go one out in the playoffs. But don't play-ins. they need a couple dice rolls to go their way to be able to get it's that? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's tanking for, you know, the, the ability, yeah, a, to shot, pa- yeah. a shot to perhaps pick up the, a generational talent. Mm. To, to, and I guess pair with a generational talent. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I want to have a look because I did see them. Uh, yeah, they posted like a thank you to the fans and this. And that. Oh no, damn! Well, they turned the comments off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that answers your question. Though. Yeah. They're probably getting hammered, There's, and the fact that's why they've turned it off. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can go down to other ones. Uh, uh, Lol, the Mavs. Disabled comments on the end of season post. Luca deserves better than this. Mavs social media team really turned off the comments on their thank you fans post. Clown skull. Laugh my ass off. Why are they even posting anymore? (laughs) They turned off the comments for the farewell post. Skull. (laughs) So just looking at a news article here. Apparently the Knicks was going were going to get the Mavs first round pick if they landed in the top ten off the back of the Canapsis. Oh, so is it, yeah. it's yeah. conditionally the, as well in the yeah. conditional one with the Pazingas trade. So uh, that makes there's sense. Probably a few moving parts to the to the whole. Decision. It's so yuck, though. Like, yeah, it's it sucks for the fans. Like it's yeah, it's good yeah. for the organization in the business part of it, but it sucks for this uh, Yeah, Dallas fan and uh, another wasted year for Luca. Mm. So mm. yeah, you're not you're not going to get if those years aren't infinite. Uh, that's no. the other thing. No. So, um, yes, he'll probably play play well, maybe not twenty years like LeBron, but he's going to have a long career. But definitely got ten more in him. Yeah, but, but yeah, but d- at, d- at his peak, you want him is you know to be. In a final series, potentially trying to win. And given what this uh, organization is dishing up at the moment, mm. uh, how many how many more of his years uh, should be spent with them? The, that's what you know. Mm. The question is going to be moving yeah. forward. Is Kyrie a rental or is he going to be? No, it's contract? a one. Is it one year? I think for, it was a one year deal. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's the. From if memory serves, it was 
the rest of this season and next year? Is okay. that is that the yeah that's the an Kyrie? Right. Yeah, that's an, uh, we did look this up. Yeah, the rest of the season and next year. I think. Yeah, but that's not to say that they won't move him again to position themselves to get a younger talent. Maybe there does seem to be something with that man, and and I don't know if it's who he is as a person, or you know, locker room presence, or his views off the court, or, or whatever. But uh, it just seems recently, wherever that man goes, uh, it doesn't bode well for for the team around him. Yeah, well, they clearly didn't have great chemistry with him and Luca. And they um, slipped. They went. They were worse with Kyrie. Yeah. Well, mm. I think they were winning games when one of them played. Yeah. Uh, but but together they just couldn't couldn't get a win. So, mm. which is crazy to think. Anything on Kyrie's deal? Uh, no. No. Is the is the short answer? Yep. Um, the NBA is investigating the Mavericks over the whole situation, though. So I don't know what that means or fine. Maybe uh, what fine, happens? Maybe, well, they. It, usually that kind of thing is if they don't if it's not a big fine or anything it's picks mm. yeah so, you know do they go after their first three pick do they have to um, it's not void it but you, you know, release that and give that back and mm. you don't get it mm. which again would hurt them massively considering the fact they kind of tanked yeah. The, the other teams to miss out, the Jazz, bit of a disappointing uh, mm. finish after their hot start. A lot of the off-season chat, as it always is uh, around the Trailblazers, is uh, Dame Lill- Lillard's uh, future. Rockets and Spurs both win 22 games, but the Spurs finish below them. I think it's their first time ever being the last in the West overall. Mm. Uh, so definitely a rebuild there in San Antonio. Big time rebuild. Let's go from one round ball to another one. United continue the Everton woes uh, to zip. Um, Scott McTominay is playing pretty good. He's in form for United and Scotland. Uh, Monks, if you wouldn't mind chasing up Marcus Rashford, he did leave this game with an injury, the old rush vest, and uh, Marshall with a winner to keep uh, United's Champions League aspirations well and truly mm-hmm. um, going. Aston Villa getting a win against Not Forest. Um, the villains are actually... Travelling a little bit sneaky good under the mm. radar. Their sixth, fourth win in a row. Uh, Brentford, they go down to Newcastle. Ivan Tony, I think he had 22 straight penalties without a miss. Misses mm. one there. Still scored, but uh, Maggie's get the win. Uh, also looking for playing Champions League football. Hammers uh, get an away win against Fulham, so That's probably avoiding uh, relegation there. A team which is still... Could be looking at rele- relegation is Leicester. Uh, they go down at home to to Bourne- Bournemouth and it was an absolute capitulation of a goal. Um, Tottenham getting a win uh, in in uh, against Brighton and it was the 100th Premier League goal for Son. Uh, it was actually a really nice goal, top right uh, bin for for uh, Son and uh, Harry Kane doing the – the uh, damage with the the 79th minute match winner. And I suppose the big talking point in the EPL this week was Chelsea. They lost. uh, They they tried the old sack coach. (laughs) Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. Graham Potter getting the sack. I think he was only there six or seven months. Frank Lampard comes back in, uh, having formerly coached a team. Obviously, Chelsea Chelsea legend. Uh, Mm. He's an interim at this stage. Might have to go down the hook route of uh, applying for his own job. I think the the reports are they're already interviewing other guys. Mm. Like they're already looking at next. Well, season. they've tried the the Lampard 
direction and it didn't really work out, um, you know, before Thomas Tuchel. Um, so look, they're a far cry from from where they were with, with Conte and Mourinho. And, yeah. um, look, it was, it was a good goal from uh, from Nunes, the, the Wolves player, but uh, Chelsea just an absolute basket case at the moment. Southampton uh, get belted by Man City. Uh, the Viking, um, Harland, I nearly call him Victor because I've been watching <laughs> so much uh, Masters, <laughs> Masters recently, Victor Hovland. Uh, <laughs> but Erling Harland uh, had, a, had a crazy left-footed bicycle finish. Uh, City looked pretty good in that one. Uh, and then overnight, uh, the big one was, uh, was Liverpool and Arsenal having a draw. Uh, Arsenal, I, I can't remember the last time they went to Anfield and, and come away with the three. Um, I think Palace um, pretty handedly looked after Leeds, but it kind of sets up. There's uh, put it in your in your calendars. There's a game uh, in which Arsenal uh, has to take on City at the Etihad. Um, I know I'm getting you to work overtime. Maybe Sean, mm-hmm. if you wouldn't mind looking up uh, when uh, the the City uh, Arsenal fixture is. It's it's looking mm-hmm. like it could decide the the league this year. Rashford? Uh, yeah, on Rashford. Uh, all I've got is could miss weeks. Day to day. Week to week. <laughs> week to week. <laughs> Does it say what the injury is? Uh, groin. Groin. Um, Never good for soccer players. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Held adductors. Jimmy did have uh, Liverpool Arsenal from today playing a draw to all. I think, yeah, did 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 mention it. Um, it's, it's big for, for Arsenal, you know. No one expects them to go to Liverpool and take away the the three points there, but uh, they they dropped two there, and from uh, from what I can see, it's shaping up as this uh, as this City uh, Arsenal fixture. Twenty uh, seventh of April. Twenty seventh of April. Put it in your in your calendars. Mm. That's midweek. So uh, that's match that's match day thirty three. So it's three weeks. Three weeks. Three, three weeks matches. away. Because that is midweek. I'm pretty sure because Anzac Day is a Tuesday. So that's like a Wednesday or Thursday night game. Um, that that could be the what decides the league this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's pretty close there. They're the only two within touching distance. Newcastle and Man United too far away. Um, Probably Oscars. a three horse race there for for Champions League with uh with um, Newcastle United and uh, and Spurs. Yeah, Villa's the- theoretically, two, Villa and Brighton are there, but uh, who knows? Well, well, Brighton have a couple of games in hand, but look, mm. do we see? Brighton being in the best four teams in the <laughs> no. Premier League, just it's, it's a testament to how well they've 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 played. No, maybe they get to fifth, get to was that as the UEFA Cup, isn't it? Yeah, I think f- uh, six, they're five, six, and then depending, um, make mm. make UEFA or uh, Europa League, I should say. Yeah. What's the bottom line, line? Do you mean it finishes off? Southampton, Leicester, Forest, Everton, Leeds, Bournemouth, mm. West Ham. Wolves Palace, and then there's six points to Chelsea. So, yeah, so, so twelve through twenty all in danger there. So that that's maybe the more interesting race is is that ten we points. Keep talking about it. Ten points that splits uh, eight teams there. Yeah, I think Southampton probably will be one. Um, kind of glued to the bottom there. Mm, be yeah. interesting, Leicester City. Imagine they're Leicester City there after dropping been, out. Yeah, winning the whole thing five thousand to one just a few years ago. Obviously, not many of those players left. Uh, mm, but you know. Yeah. Still have Jamie Vardy and, and a couple, and yeah, it'd be pretty sad to see them go from from winning, you know, the league, the unwinnable league, to, to being relegated. What five six years later? Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting little race there because there's some names there like Leeds, Everton, 
Mm. The Toffees, we've spoken about them on, on the pod this year. It's 80 years of history if they get relegated. The other big talking point in the football world this year, we saw Ronaldo take the bag earlier, um, you know, in the last 12 months uh, to go over to Saudi League. Uh, but Messi, uh, by reports, has been offered 400 million euros, not for, you know, a, a three-year contract, per year from Al-Halal. Uh, Messi has stated that his priority is to stay in Europe, blah, blah, blah. I heard that before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't want to go to a minor league, blah, 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 Cristiano. You just want a World Cup, bro. Do you need to win anything yeah. else? Probably not. Go go get the bag and retire. going to be interesting to see what happens. The chat is that his PSG days may be uh, coming to an end. Uh, the other options seem to be a return to Barca seems pretty likely. Yeah. Uh, Barca going to win La Liga this year. So they, they've pretty much wrapped that one up. Have they sorted their books out? <laughs> well, obviously. They couldn't, the, they couldn't the, pay players. Fucking La Liga doesn't though. care. Yeah. <laughs> that was the big turning the talking point, I should say, heading into the, the soccer leagues at uh, mm. the start of the year. And uh, <laughs> seems like it doesn't matter really, to be honest. Well, I guess the, the, the only player they were play, paying was Messi. So yeah. <laughs> they'll pay him and just nick it from everyone else. Well, if he returns, I imagine he's got his money. <laughs> yeah. The other chat's into Miami. Uh, so it, yeah. would he go over yeah. to, to the Major League Soccer? Because I think they were also chasing Ronaldo. So, yeah, yeah they've, they've still got cash for, I guess, lying around to push for a big name uh, like that to come across and promote that league, which is what the Saudis are doing. So, yeah, but I, I don't think it's 400 million euros worth. Just a lot of money. That's 600-something Aussie dollars. Yeah, for a year. That's crazy. Half a billion. We might have to start following this Saudi league if, if Messi and Ronaldo are both playing in it. I have my cold dead body. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't got us yet. So. Yeah, that might be a hot dead body if I get buried in the Saudi desert. Max, <laughs> <laughs> um, any, uh, any news there? Um, no, more more news with his, link, his links back to Barca than anything else. Um, by all accounts, sounds like they're trying to work out some sort of transfer. Uh Oh yeah, but they're talking transfer. Then it's uh, it sounds like it's not a done deal, but it's definitely on the cards, and they're working towards it. Mm. Yeah, watch this space. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That leads us into a massive on the Esky final round. And new, but Again. not really new because he's always <laughs> been the champ, but did lose the belt. <laughs> uh, Israel Adesanya. Reclaims the middle middleweight title uh, with a knockout, second round knockout win mm. over Alex Pereira, uh, and a massive mental victory for Izzy there too. Uh, given that Pereira had his number in uh, in the first UFC uh, fight, but also in those two kickboxing fights prior to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, boys, what do we think of the of the first round? Did did we maybe have Pereira winning that, that first round? Yeah, Pereira is very confident accounts, in fight. Yeah, yeah you, you just see that um, he felt very confident in his ability in fighting um, Israel for the fourth time. Um, it was a very good fight, very technical, um, you know, kickboxing fight as well. A mm. lot of yep, kicks lot of, to, yep. to start off, a lot of length, uh, you know, checking and they were kind of working yep. it out. Yeah, um, A lot of calf kicks by Pereira to try and wear down Izzy like he did in the – in the first fight in the UFC. So, um, and I guess credit to Israel, he obviously saw something in, in his game. He, there was definitely, we knew there was a shot that he landed in the last fight in the, in the end of the first round, which really rocked Pereira. Pereira did a great job working his way back into that fight to 
um, than land his own shots in the last mm. round. Uh, but for Israel, kind of, I guess, worked that, knew the leg kicks were going to be damaged, played possum, I guess, a little bit is, mm. is what they uh, use. I think he actually he used that quote because it's very kind of uh, Australian Anzac kind of quote to use, they're playing possum. Um, I think they have them in America. Yeah, though. I think that's what it means. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, like laying up against the cage, getting prayer to come in, and prayer comes in and goes to the body. You know, working it kind of. Um, to me, yeah. it looked like he was going not through a training run, but you know that kind of exercises mm. go. You know, left to body, right to body, come up top. You know, fast strikes, like very confident in that. Hey, I'm going to get out of this win, this fight. Um, Israel just absorbed all that punishment and then uh, found his spot for his counter. Uh, which looked very reminiscent of the um, of the one in the the got to be in the second round there you go um, uh, in the so he's comes he comes forward works the body um, Israel wears that kind of robodiper esque um, and yeah throws a big right counter and, and yeah. knocks him out. Well, he does get Perot does get a good hit on Izzy to back him up. Yeah, but he's just like he's you know go to the body works as works it and then his hands boom. just are down. Yeah, yeah. he's there, like because I feel like he's, he thinks he's. Finishing the fight, he's confident, like, hey, I'm yeah. going to get this here. Um, but, yeah, Israel just wore it and then uh, knocked him out, out cold. So. Do you think it's a beautiful, like, tactical fight there from, from Izzy, sort of protecting himself and wearing a few of those shots <laughs> and then, and then boom, hitting him with the counter? Mm. Oh, I agree and agree. Um, the, the falling down uh, celebration was in reference. He was pointing at um, Pereira's kids in that. Because uh, he, yeah. they, he, they famously did that after he knocked him out in the second uh, K, um, mm. uh, kickboxing fight. So mm. uh, a bit, a bit of uh, sweet revenge there <laughs> against but, children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 a bit of payback. I like the archer. Yeah, shooting a few arrows into him. Yes, well, that because Pereira does that as well. That was yeah. in his walkout. So mm. yeah, yeah. I think you know if you want to make a Hollywood movie about yeah. um, UFC, you know their storyline is elite. How it's, yeah. uh, you know look. Izzy is your your uh, protagonist, you know, losing the kickboxing fights, going away, becoming mm. the UFC middleweight champion, cleaning the division out. Then your boogeyman comes back and beats mm. you. You got to go away, got to go train hard, really put the work in, and to come back and get a you know a statement knockout win over that boogeyman uh, is a really impressive storyline. Um, sucks for the middleweight division because it goes back to where we are, where he's cleaned it out, and um, besides Whitaker, there's really no one knocking down the door. Uh, that he also hasn't already beaten. So, um, yeah, it's prayer is the perfect kind of uh, part of his story in this now. But it's, uh, I guess, you know, unfortunate. We hopefully we'll see his prayer versus some of the other middleweights. Um, but all likelihood, uh, with the weight cut being really difficult for him, he's going to go to light heavyweight. Yeah, that seems to be the the um, word coming out of what the last. 24 hours yeah. is that Pereira maybe making that move to 205. I, I think he weighed in last because I, I unfortunately was up late at that time um, and I was checking and everyone else weighed in. I was like, fuck, he's missed weight, he's missed weight. And then mm. he came out with about 30 minutes to go. Just weighed, Yeah, weighed in. Um, but Did yeah, he do like a week or eight <sighs> days weight cut? Like yeah, a, it's, it's an unprecedented huge. amount of weight He, he walks around cut. at 230 mm. pounds. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he's a huge dude, so... Um, yeah, I think 205 is probably more likely for him long term. And if that is the case, if Pereira does go up, is it just trilogy between Bobby Knuckles and, and Izzy? Yeah, well, I can't, I can't see anything else currently. Like Bobby's there waiting. He's beaten all the other guys um, to get his uh, next next chance at a um, at Israel again. But there's that's it's not a huge fun fight. We've seen how that's gone the last mm. two. 
Whitaker, maybe you could argue argue won the the last one, uh, but it's it's it was you know a close foot fight went to decision. So um, yeah, it's 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 a tough it's a tough kind of bout uh, to think. So. Uh, a lot of fun fights, of course, though, for Pereira to go up to, to light heavyweight. Indeed. Um, you know, he, yeah. his, his, his coach in Glover Tixera just retired and, of course, lost uh, the belt um, to Hall. So there's that that storyline. Um, you know, uh, Petrarca's got to come back. Is Petrarca? Prahashka. Prahashka. Petrarca plays Petrarca A-ball. Petrarca is number yeah. five for the Melbourne Yeah. yeah so, so, <laughs> um, uh, you know, he, he's got to come back, of course, from his shoulder injury. So, yeah. Some fun fights there for that stuff. Indeed. Yeah. I'll let you boys take it away. I'm going to pee my pants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're two hours in. It's about that time, isn't it? Uh. Yeah. We might need to uh, sort out a little you know, bag or something for me. <laughs> <laughs> the catheter. Yeah, right. that's right. Catheter bag. <laughs> catheter bag. Uh. I'll be back in a minute. Yep. Uh, other fights in this. Gilbert Burns did what I expected. I guess the bookies expected. He got a win against Masvidal. Um, controlled the whole fight. Um, yeah, uh, won by decision. Uh, Masvidal retires was probably the big bit out of that. Uh, Will duck? Yeah, uh, maybe duck Kevin Holland a little bit because uh, they had some words in the hotel and then post way out. Uh, not way out, way in. Um, out, outside, outside the the way in facility, they were getting into it again. Um, so yeah, you know, Street Jesus uh, was very very prevalent in this. Yeah, um, yeah. So. I might skip here. Holland won his fight with a very impressive knockout. Did call out Masvidal, um, you know. After <laughs> his, his his call out, he's like, after you lose um, to to Burns, uh, let's have that fight. Let's have that BMF belt on the on the line. Let's go for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But Dana, Dana, I think shut that down. I think it was pretty well known that Masvidal was going to retire after this. Um, if he couldn't get the win and then make another run at the belt. Yeah, uh, been fighting for twenty years. You got to remember. I he, mean, he yeah. was in videos bef- with Kimbo Slice, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, old the, school backyard, yeah, just yeah. brawling back in the day. YouTube, so yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Is I think it was always going to be an uphill uphill battle for Masvidal, even if he did win this fight. Um, it probably just gets him one more fight in the UFC. That's only going to be even harder um, for him to win. Um, yeah. And the, then the divisions are a very stacked division. And it's moved very quickly and. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Masvidal was competitive against Burns, but Burns was clearly a better fighter of the two. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then yeah, back to Burns. Like, what's his next step? So, there's obviously got to sort out um, the championship belt mm. immediately. Yeah. Does he get a shot after that? Does he go into another sort of who's going to be the first number one contender? Well, he's. Can you bring out the rankings for welterweight? He's asked for it. I think in the press conference, Dana says, "I can't deny that." I think, and because um, and you know Edwards had the comments about Masvidal fumbled the bag, etc. Because you know they had their history with the three piece and a soda. Um, I think Edwards mm. and Colby is step one, and then winner probably yep. gets Burns. Because besides those two, you've also still got Usman up there as the number one contender. He needs um, to go away and fight someone else, and yep, I don't which could very well be Hazmat. Yeah, uh, so – and I was thinking about this. Uh, for Israel, uh, potential fight for him that's – yeah, uh, potential fight that's e- interesting for Izzy is Hamzat coming up a division. Um, so there yeah. has been conversation because I think long-term – because weight cut sucks for him as well. Long-term yeah. middleweight's where he's at and he wants to fight at both divisions. So 
Um, you know, if they don't want to go with Whitaker trilogy, the Humzat fight at 185 interests them. Um, uh, don't think he gets a shot straight away at Edwards, but you got to remember they had a very close fight with him and Burns. So, mm. um, yeah, I think it's Colby and then maybe whoever gets the next win. An Usman Hamzat fight would be quite interesting, mm, actually. Mm, um, mm. And then, yeah, maybe that means they do that, and then Burns gets the winner of the the title fight. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, you know, they do. They, UFC probably wants to capitalize on Hamzat's popularity at the moment sooner rather than later. So we'll have to see see what they do there. He's tailor made yeah. to go up to middleweight as well. Mm-hmm. Can't <laughs> struggles to make weight <laughs> as it is. Yeah, uh, in welterweight, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Mm. Any other names there pop up? In the welterweight? Mm. No, not really. And, and neither. Falal for Muhammad? Mm. Needs another win? Yeah, probably. They're, that's the thing. I think there's a bunch of them that probably just need a win over mm. one of the other guys in that group mm. and that will put them in title conversation. Yep. Um, if Burns had gone out there and starched Masvidal in the first round, then I would have thought, ah, oh, yeah, give him – he's ready. Give him the shot. Mm. You know, mm. that, that big statement piece, what have you done recently – um, but, you know, it was a good fight. He's fighting out a decision, but it's mm. yeah, it's a different conversation. What yeah. about Rob Font uh, getting back in the winner's circle against Adrian Yanez? Uh, I'd looked at this and I thought Yanez on the ascendancy, Font slipping. Uh, mm. I think the bookies had Yanez as the favourite. Didn't turn out that way. Yeah, and, mm. you know, up-and-comer, Font's given him a chance. They actually talked about how Font had given – someone else in his career had given him basically the same sort of chance and he'd – uh, managed to get a win there and push himself into the division. But this a short fight, but it was very competitive. Um, you'll see Font had a, a big welt on his face because he did get hit as well, uh, but he just managed to land the, the, the bigger kind of uppercut hook, um, which, uh, you know, really laid his opponent out and uh, uh, finished the fight. Um, it, it was a good, quick fight. Mm. But, yeah, very good for, for Font. Uh, I mentioned Holland before. Um, uh, you know, another one of those striking fights, uh, kickbox-esque, uh, showed his pedigree as a um, stand-up fighter, got the win there, um, called out Masvidar, as I mentioned. Um, his issue in the world's weight division is those guys at the top end of that division uh, have a lot of wrestling pedigree. Mm. Um, <laughs> like he, as a pure striker, is scary. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's that's his kind of fights um, that he, he kind of lives with. He's also coming off losses to uh, Wonderboy and Hamzat before that, so yeah. two two pretty formidable uh, mm. opponents. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I texted you after the fight, and I thought, oh, that looked pretty impressive from uh, from Kevin Holland. He's also in his peak right now at thirty. So yeah. and come back to welterweight too. So yeah, he's gone yeah. up and down from. Well, he's um, six foot three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, you know, they had the, the bit of chat and this is like, hey, we know we both can get to 170. How about we stop weight cutting and fight this at like 180? Let's just go. Because, you know, the weight cut sucks for him, but he can do it and um, maybe makes it a, a little bit more competitive for him uh, against those welterweights where he's got the, the, the length is probably the main thing. He's so much bigger than them mm-hmm. um, range-wise. So that place where he's strong suit. Uh, but, yeah. Got to run into those wrestlers like Usman and Hamzat, etc. In that, that division, make it very, very difficult. What about uh, Rahul Rosas and uh, Christian Rodriguez? Yeah, the youngest man in the UFC, uh, unfortunately, gets uh, a loss. Um, his mm. opponent did miss weight, Rodriguez. Um, uh, I think, and I watched this because I did. I missed this fight, and I watched some of this before. And you had the stat there: only through two strike, 
two strikes um, and uh, really focused on the wrestling side of it. Shot yeah. like literally the start of the fight, he comes out and shoots for a takedown, uh, and that really was was his game plan. But um, Rodriguez got the the better of those exchanges and uh, got the win uh, there by decision um, and derailed the hype train. Is he yeah. eighteen, Raul? Well, he sounds about right. Yeah, I think he's. Not his yep, eight, yep, eight. Yep. That's wild. Yeah. October two thousand four yep. to be in this sport. Yeah, yep. youngest man in the UFC, mm. and he was. He had a six win. Um, he's on a streak pay- as well. He's on the main card of a pay per view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The kid's got a bright future ahead of him, yeah. and obviously Definitely. goes Hopefully. away with the L there. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fact that he's eighteen and he's in the octagon, not a main card, is, a, is yeah. impressive in itself. Yeah, that's it. Hopefully, it, yeah, this doesn't. Um, stifle any of his confidence and he just gets back in the ring mm. quickly and tries and ch- chalks up another win, yeah. potentially get a ranking. We don't want to see him go the way that, say, Sage Northcott kind of went where, you know, he was a huge big face, um, mm. you know, impressive looking man and then he just it, – once you get into that that ranked kind of area of the division was just too difficult uh, for him. It's like, you know, that's where the, the, the killers ended up. Um, so yeah, it'll be a big lesson learned um, uh, in this one, and uh, mm. you learn your best lessons, of course, from mistakes, from losses. True. Briefly on the prelims, uh, we were watching Kelvin Gastelum and uh, Chris Curtis. Uh, takeaways from this one? Yeah, well, Gastelum uh, riding the ship. He was one and four in his last mm. fights. Yeah, so on a big slide. Yeah. And he really needed a win to you know, get back into relevance in in the in the middleweight division. He's of the ranked fighters, he's ranked last in 15th mm. spot. So mm. um, he, he needed that. Um, and it, yeah. it looked like it was a pretty competitive fight that he, he got yeah. a decision on. Which is kind of wild because he was like a contender mm. not that long mm. ago as well to have mm. have a bit of a slide. Yeah. Still so only 31. Yeah. yeah. Could sort out his yeah. shit. Yeah. And that, that division is – Again, the guys he lost to are, are all ranked guys. That's what I mean. And Cannonier, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Knuckles, Darren Till, Izzy in there, Jack Manson. Like. Hasn't fought a lot recently though as well. He took a year off. Too, yeah, so yeah, that's pretty spread out. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that is Didn't true. Fought once in 2020, fought three times in 2021, nothing last year and then mm. won this year. Mm. So, yeah. That's a big yeah. – That's yeah, pushing two years that he was out of the octagon. Mm. Then the any other takeaways? No, nothing else on that one. Uh, the karate hottie <laughs> um, got that right this week. Not the Korean hottie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, losing a split decision. I didn't see much of this. It's a bit unfortunate for her. She really needs to um, you know, start making headway in that division. Uh, mm. uh, you know, feel, feel a bit bit sorry for her um, in this. Um, I don't want to say that's you know the UFC might let it go after that, but. Um, that's always the risk uh, when you're starting to float down the bottom here. But knew nothing about her, her opponent. Yeah, neither. Luana she's ranked 15 and she was 10th. So. Luana Pinheiro for those following at yeah, home. Waterson uh, with a three-fight losing streak. So 20, that, 29-year-old Brazilian. She's ranked 10th, so they're not going to cut her loose. Um, well, she'll lose her ranking. Well, man, won't no, lose she'll, she'll, slide. She'll, she'll slide. She'll slide, so, yeah. So, yeah, they're not going to cut her. But, yeah, she's on a big slide. Um, she really needs to need something. Feel bad for her. And Chris Barnett and mm. Chase Sherman, a few heavyweights. Was supposed to be. Was supposed um, to be and Barnett pulled out. Yeah, uh, Barnett pulled out early in the week and then – Weight cut too much for the heavyweights. <laughs> <laughs> That's to get you 260 pounds. 265. 265, yeah. yeah. Um, he's a big boy though. Um, so big boy. <laughs> 
they, they did have a replacement for Carl Williams, um, but the day of um, Chase Sherman also pulled out medical um, due to medical issues. So, so. fine. No fight there. Mm. Um, I think, did we so have that, a was, that was the only fight that we had previewed last week. Yeah. Uh, potentially, I'm not sure. I couldn't find any reports on that one. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I feel like I saw that on the socials. He had a he had a medical episode, which I think was a seizure. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Hyperbola. Mm. Briefly, NFL mm. news: uh, the draft is in three weeks, but the big bombshell coming out today that Odell Beckham Jr. will be joining the Baltimore Ravens on a one-year deal, mm. fifteen Cash mil money. US guaranteed, yeah, with, eighteen uh, with career with incentives. incentives. Yep. Yes, yeah. Yep. Uh, you kind of brought up the point in the group chat. It's uh, seemed a little bit weird to you, considering that Lamar's future at the Ravens is uh, is uncertain at this stage, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Receivers, generally speaking, in the in recent memory at least, uh, haven't liked Baltimore as a as a place to Hollywood to wind Brown up. wanted out. Mm. Mm. Yeah, considering he he still had an MVP quarterback there, um, and he wanted out. Yeah, kind of. Yes, Greg Roman was running the offense as the offensive coordinator. They love a hev- run heavy style with you know two tight ends, uh, throwing it to Mark Andrews whenever they get the chance, um, but. It's interesting because I thought OBJ was chasing a contender. He, they were heavy on the Jets. He was meeting with the Jets during the week um, mm. uh, with, of course, the chat of maybe Iron Rogers, you know, that happening. Um, maybe something came out of that conversation where mm. he wasn't as confident um, with that mm. potentially happening. So he's looking elsewhere. But I thought he was looking more for contenders. Not saying the Ravens aren't one, mm. uh, but where they are at the moment with the fact they don't have a quarterback currently signed um, in Lamar Jackson, they've got a transition tag on him and he has to sign that to play next year. Could mm. hold out. There's all that potential speculation. Um, I see the angle from the Ravens. It's great for them. They sign a, a big name mm. wide receiver, yeah. get some support, get some extra help for Lamar. That's how you sell it back to Lamar. Hey, yeah. we've gone out. You got some. Got your weapon. We'll go get some more weapons in the draft coming up. Um, now let's sign that big deal and let's get to work. So yeah, um, it's good for them. But yeah, I've just seemed a little bit odd. Um, uh, seems a little bit. Um, uh, concerning for. Jets maybe with that conversation. I don't think that Rogers trade will happen now till draft time. So I think we're going to have to wait mm-hmm. three weeks. Yeah, the draft. Yeah, which I is think. fast approaching. So we'll yes. keep an eye on that as that unfolds. Yeah, pro day is yeah. all done. Um, we're in the final stretches uh, for for the draft coming up, and um, yeah, so yeah, we'll look forward to that. CJ Stroud or Bryce Young seems to be the chat. Mm-hmm. And briefly, uh, finish on some Masters golf. We don't have a, a golf soundboard, no. do we? What would what would the golf sound uh, like? You'd have like a swing, shink, dink, and then four right, fuck, like something, <laughs> yeah. something like that. Probably, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, my, well, my 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 golf experience at least. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> week it was fuck trees. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, and well, yeah, trees, we, we yeah. had a tree or trees, trees falling yeah. down. Uh, some pretty inclement weather there mm. throughout uh, rounds Did two you and, see that and angle round of the video where the trees fell either side of some lady. Dude, so lucky she yeah. was. Yeah. Like go buy a lottery ticket. Yes, yeah. Uh, Luckiest person on the planet. 
that lady there. Uh, and a bit of a nightmare in terms of uh, – well, for the PGA, in terms of how good the live players played. Uh, they were pretty happy, I think, that John Rahm <laughs> got, the, got the job done, uh, the big Rambo taking away uh, the, the Masters Championship, the green jacket at the end of it. But mm. there was a stage where Brooks Kepka had a had a big lead. Mm. Um, Cam Smith was playing pretty good. Phil Mickelson made that crazy run uh, today. I think he shot seven under um, to, to finish in second. Uh, I think three of the top six were, were live golfers. So that rivalry uh, really <laughs> heating up there. The fact that they were able to even play, um, you yeah. know, caused some contention leading into it. Uh, but I think in, in terms of getting interest in the sport in general, it's probably a good thing, you know, a bit of uh, the old any uh, publicity is good publicity kind yeah, of kind of chat. Fuck a lot of money in golf as well. Mm. Exactly. So. It all helps. Shout out to Tiger, a beer at the start of the ep. Uh, go back and, and check that out or, or watch the short. But uh, essentially made the cut 23 years running, uh, you know, with a body that yeah. was really failing him. Um, have to have a have a look at Sam Bennett. Um, the best of the amateurs uh, was in, in second at one stage, uh, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably don't want to win it, I think, as an amateur because, you know, Take away anybody, but uh, you also well, you also get to play the Masters the rest of your life. So yeah, uh, you know maybe it is a bit bittersweet there. Well, that's how you get your pro card, though. That's how you get on the circuit. <laughs> yeah, win the Masters. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's pretty hard this whole golf thing. Yeah. Uh, but Rambo getting yeah. the job done. Uh, he's the most consistent golfer in the world at the moment. Uh, it's it's freakish um, how little that he he plays bad shots. Uh, seems to be the secret to playing good golf. Uh, Brooks mm. Kepper. Kepka having that big lead and then uh, a bit of a bed shitting uh, today. Uh, and the ageless, the timeless Phil Mickelson finishing second. Uh, can you get an age for me on, on Phil Mickelson? Uh, he must be, what, early 50s? <laughs> Pretty impressive to, to go out there and uh, and have a round uh, the, the way that he did today, shooting seven under. Uh, Cam Smith uh, looked pretty good, uh, finishing top ten, I believe. Um, had a crazy three wood shot um, out of the fairway bunker. Um, hit a hit a three way three wood out of a fairway bunker. It was pretty pretty nuts uh, from him. But uh, uh, Rambo getting the job done, and and a lot of the uh, the heavy hitters in Scotty Chef and. Um, yeah, Brooks Kepka now being with Live Golf, uh, all all there or thereabouts. Um, come final day, uh, given uh, uh, some pretty interesting weather there, um, it's, it was a testament to how good these guys are at golf. Yep. Better than yep. us, Ax. Uh, Phil is fifty two. Fifty two, early fifties. Yep. We'll pay that one. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Adam Wegner, joining in the chat. Uh, Harry Brook isn't good, reckon. Um, Look, I think he is pretty good. His test record probably <laughs> suggests that he is pretty good, but uh, obviously playing white ball cricket over there in India, uh, maybe a little bit of a different story. Can Australia mm. pick one leg spinner in the Ashes squad then? Uh, good question. Uh, Nathan Lyon will obviously be the spinner. Um, and so, then so and then Todd – well, well, Todd Murphy I think will get – Get selected. He's also an off spinner. So, do they go with Kuhneman as in a left? You know, someone that spins it away from the right hander. Mm. Kuhneman probably hard done by to to uh, miss out. And then, do they go with a true leg spinner? Probably not. Probably not. And uh, that leaves you. You know, don't really have. Swepson, uh, I suppose. Yeah, well, yeah, is, yeah, I guess that is a conversation with Swepson. But how many guys, you know, do you want to take into an Ashes series yeah. in England um, that that are spinners? Uh, did, I think. Did you actually I see? There won't be a leg spinner. Would uh, be my answer. Uh, it's probably too. We're talking about this very late. But Jimmy, can you find the Australian team contracts? 
because Hanscom missed out. Mm. So he didn't get a contract from Cricket Australia. Uh, Ram, uh, Harris back in, mm. got a contract. Um, what was the other one? Someone else that missed out that was surprising as well. Um because uh, they they named I guess this yeah, year's the top, the top twenty five I think yeah, normally exactly. get a cricket Australia contract yes there were some snubs uh, I think I think Todd Murphy did get one I think Todd got one I thought um, right up on the big screen um, oh on the big screen look at that look at that um, scrolling down all right Sean Abbott Ashton Agar yeah. Scott Boland yeah. Alex Carey Pat Cummins Cam Green Marcus Harris Josh Hazelwood Travis yeah, Head Josh Inglis Usman Kawaja Manus Labuschagne. Nathan nice. Lyon, Mitch Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, Lance Morris, Todd Murphy, yep. Michael Nisa, Joe Richardson, Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, Marcus Stoinis, David Warner, Adam Zampa. So no Kuhneman, no... No Kuhneman, no Swepson there. Yep. Mm. No Hanscom. No Hanscom either. Again, you can still play test cricket without having a CA contract, but maybe that is, is showing their hand uh, yes, a yeah, little what bit. Yeah, what yeah. they consider their mm. future to be a little bit, um, especially, I guess, leaning into Ashes. Pretty good money there. Average retainer at nine fifty, nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, a little bit of money, yeah. If uh, if that's the average, well, there, yeah, and the minimum is three sixty seven. Minimum three and the, and. Max is three. Max. Well, which would maybe not max, up. but the top earners are around Pat three. Pat yeah. and the likes much. Yeah, yeah much, et cetera. So did that article have any snubs in the list before, uh, besides the guys we could remember? Control F snub. Uh, <laughs> Hanscom, <laughs> Kuhneman, Renshaw, Matt Wade. Wade yeah. yeah, Wade's kind of fair. He's probably aging a bit mm. now. But I think Hanscom and Kuhneman, considering they played such a, a big part yeah, of the in, in India, yeah. um, to be left out. But I guess it kind of shows, you know, are they Indian series specialists? And it's so it's hard being in that top 25 in Australia. It's pretty mm. cutthroat. And the fact that it's that's red ball and white ball combined as well. Yes. Yeah. But a little bit of a tangent there at the end <laughs> of a big episode. Thank oh, you. Always got to round back to Thank cricket. you, Thank you chat, Adam, Adam. Uh, for joining us in the chat. Boys, 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 that wraps up a – Massive, massive show on the pod. A massive long weekend. Mm. And uh, alas, it's nearly 11 o'clock on a school night. So mm. let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're looking at Sunday next week. Early word. Early yes. word. Yes. So Sometime on the weekend. Probably. We'll sort it out. We'll see you next week. We will have uh, a few teams eliminated from the NBA playing comp. Um Always some footy and cricket to talk about and whatever else happens in the week in the wide world of sports. Thank you to anyone that has joined, uh, that has listened Thank you. Thank you. Uh, live or that is listening now during the week. We do appreciate the support and the listens. Uh, we'll see you next episode. Catch you then. Bye. Bye.